We're live. Pat. All right. We are live with, I believe, yeah. episode number what, Adam? Is this 29? 29. I got 29 episode on Episode number 29 with our good friend who is back, BizDoc, a.k.a. Tom Ellsworth. Not the other way around. BizDoc, also known as Tom Ellsworth. Tom Ellsworth. Tom, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for uh, having me here, Pat. Yes. Can you tell us why you're wearing that shirt? What's so special about that What's shirt? What's special in the shirt? Uh, you interviewed me some time ago, and you said interview with a guy that had sold four country companies for a total of a billion dollars. And in that, I ranked Lewis Hamilton fourth on my Formula One list. Has it changed? It has changed. He is. Don't break my heart right now, Tom. No, no, no. He's Don't number two all time. You all put time? him behind, behind Senna? Behind Senna. And I, so Senna still stays number one in the painting. Senna stays number one. Uh, tragedy prevented the big stats from being piled up. Well, if, if for some of you that don't know Tom, uh, Tom used to run a show on Valuetainment called Case Studies, and he crushed it with Case Studies. I think within a span of six months, he was the number one case study guy on, on all of YouTube. And uh, we had a conversation. We said, Tom, why don't you come here? We got a lot of things to talk about today, business. We had a sit down yesterday talking about preparation for today's uh uh, podcast, Adam. Is it fair to say this is going to be a pretty jam-packed podcast? Today? We got a lot going on. We got a lot of stuff. Tom going brought on. some 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 case studies, some heat, some topics. Here's, he here's brought what, it all. Tom's going to make some predictions today. He's like a forecaster. Okay? I'm going to make a prediction today. Ooh. Tom's prediction is going to be with business. Okay. My prediction is going to be with Iran. Okay. Ooh. My prediction on Iran has to do with nuclear. The the who they recently killed, and we'll talk about that extensively. And Tom's prediction is going to be. On what's going to happen with business. And you will be surprised mm. what Tom has to say about Netflix. Wow. Very surprised wow. what Tom has to say about Netflix. And it's not what you think he's going to say about Netflix. And I might have a couple sports predictions while we're oh at it. Since we're you on the say that. Five viewers, oh baby. Oh, my God. We're about to get a 1,000 hey, viewers. By, by, the way, by the way, before we get started, here's what, what I want to know. We're thinking about doing a show. We caught a bunch of guys who were ordering the products over the weekend during the Jones-Tyson fight. Yes. We were watching. And a Tyson lot of Jones. Pe- jo- Tyson Jones. Fight. A lot of people were asking about uh, coming up with a Soy Boy Mafia shirt. <laughs> if you're up for a Soy Boy Mafia shirt and you would buy it, oh, wow. uh, push the subscribe button. Wow. If you would buy it. Now watch Thumbs us up. get only like five subscribers. All right, let's do it. But we're curious to know if we want to come up with the, the Soy Boy Mafia uh, uh, clan, Soy Boy Mafia uh, shirt. Let's do it. Put that there. Uh, we've had a wonderful weekend. I hope you, ha- you guys had a good weekend as well. we got a lot of things to go through here. One, let me give you the topics. Number one, Amazon goes on hiring spree without equal. No one's even close to them. They hired 427,300 employees this year. Let me say this one more time. They hired 427,300 employees this year in 10 months. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Tony Shea passed. Rest in peace. Facebook to buy customer service co- uh, company called Customer with a K. Um, this, this next one is pretty controversial, but I, I think it's important for us to get into it. Your boss can really think about this. Your boss really, really thinks you should get vaccinated. Meaning your boss can make you get vaccinated. Mm. Can they really? We'll talk about that. One kid made $40,000, uh, buying 200 playstations and he resold it and made $40,000 cash. Good for him. We'll give a shout out to him. Uh, GM wanting to buy Nicola and then, you know, turning it around and saying no, we're not really interested. A tweet yesterday from uh, myself towards, uh, 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 who is it? Uh, who was it that I sent a tweet to yesterday? Jake Tapper from CNN that they finally came out and they said, oh, it was all China's fault. And they knew and they were not disclosing the data. For and what? we'll talk For about what? that a little bit. We'll talk about that a little okay. bit yesterday. Okay. Congress is briefly uh, recovering, uh, reconvening on the pressure from Trump and Biden to pass COVID-19 stimulus bill after months of gridlock. 
Iran's top nuclear scientist was assassinated by a remote-controlled machine gun placed in the back of another car, the country's media says. Tulsi Gabbard wants Trump to pardon Edward Snowden, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Uproar in France over proposed limits on filming police, meaning France wants to tell its people to no longer be able to record what cops are doing. So that's pretty interesting to see where that's going to go. Biden, I mean, catastrophic fractures foot. It was all over the news uh, while playing with his dog uh, to wear a boot. I mean, that that was on the news nonstop. Gallup coronavirus vaccine poll. And we got a few other things. Fauci made some comments. Another fight he had with uh, Rand Paul. Uh, Biden chooses all female communications uh, uh, staff. Again, a bunch of different topics we have here to go through. One professor from Stanford lost her mind. She lost her mind over the Internet, and Snoop did a pretty good job commentating, which I'm proposing him getting a 3 or $15 million contract from somebody. Having said that, let's get right into it. Why don't we talk about Amazon? Let's get right into Amazon first. Let's get that one knocked out of the way. Um, by the way, if you're happy Tom Ellsworth's here with us, with Adam and I, push the thumbs up. And if you got your friends that join you on this podcast with us, share this with everybody so we can also tune in. People can tune in and participate in the commentary. And who knows? We may People, make a phone call today to somebody. Yeah. We may call We may call a police officer from the show Live PD oh. to tell us what he thinks about what's going on right now and what he thinks about no cameras in France, not recording cops. I'd love to get him on the line, get his thoughts. Let's talk about Amazon. Okay, Amazon on a hiring spree without equal. The company has added 427,300 employees in 10 months, bringing its global workforce to more than 1.2 million. That's an average of 1,400 new workers a day. Let me say that one more time. That's an average of 1,400 new workers they hired per day and solidifying its power as an online shopping becomes more entrenched on the coronavirus pandemic. The hiring has taken place at Amazon's headquarters in Seattle at its hundred of warehouses in rural communities and suburbs and, and in countries such as India and Italy uh, with its new employees they hired. That's 50% higher than last year. The spree has accelerated since the onset of the pandemic, uh, which has turbocharged Amazon's business and made its winner of the crisis. Uh, starting in July, the company brought on board 350,000 employees, 2,800 a day. Most have been warehouse workers, but Amazon has also hired software engineers and hardware specialists to power enterprises such as cloud computing, stemming, Streaming entertaining, uh, entertainment and devices, which has boomed in the pandemic. Okay, 427, 300 employees. Tom, thoughts? I think this is amazing. So for all those people that were saying Amazon's not hiring anybody, they're just going to put robots in all the warehouses and everything. Hey, you're wrong, baby. They're hiring people. This That's a not, good point. It may not, may not be a job that everybody wants, but there's a bunch of jobs out there in a clean warehouse where you can get some basic benefits and get a job. What do you think about the protesting? People protesting saying you're not uh, paying them well enough, you're not taking care of them, you're working their tails off, it's not fair. What do you think about all the protesting? Uh, look, you know, there is not a CEO out there that hasn't endured people wanting more. And I don't think that's such a big surprise. And everybody wants a living wage. But look, you know, if you're a part-time worker in a warehouse and everything, maybe that's not you know, a full lifestyle job. And so I, I think entrepreneurs take it the chops too much. You're making jobs. You're those, everybody's paying a little bit in taxes. You're adding to the economy. You're making enabled consumers can go buy other things. And uh, somebody's going to be upset with you. What do you think about it, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I, to echo Tom's thoughts, a um, couple different different thoughts. We, we, we pulled it up last time. If you go to relentless.com, yep. relentless.com, I challenge everyone out there to pull up relentless.com 
and see what gets pulled up, boom, Amazon.com. Just yeah. to kind of put their mentality out there. They bought Relentless.com just to show, like, they ain't going nowhere. And they're going to keep hiring and hiring and hiring. I actually did some research. You know who the largest employers on the planet are? On the entire planet. The largest employers on the entire planet. I mean, it, it's the government is the the highest. Correct. And number it's one. Walmart. Yeah. Is that is Yeah, that no, you're, 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 on, you're absolutely right. U.S. Defense Department, 3.2 million yeah. people. Number two, the Chinese Army. Uh, 2.3 million people. What's that? The uh, what's the name of the Chinese army? The People's Freedom Movement, whatever it's called. Yeah. Chinese army. Number three, Walmart, 2.1 million. Number four, McDonald's, 1.9 million. So now where is... That's uh, as of 2018, by the way. Exactly. This is that's as of 2018. That's not 2020. Just it's not 2020. Well, they, they haven't calculated, yeah. obviously, 20, 20, 2020 Just so you know, 2020 data, yes. Walmart's at 2.4 million. Okay, gotcha. So I need to step my game up. No, That's no, but a, but you got good data. They keep going. You, yeah, no, point is point. that Amazon last year wasn't even on the top 10 list, but now they're likely to be cro uh, cracking the top five pretty soon. Kind of like what Tom said, you know, they, they get a bad name. They You know, the robots are going to put people out of work. They're hiring like crazy. What's the stat here? That um, 384,000 job applications just um, since September 16th, it says. So, look, you're looking for a job. Amazon's got you, right? So, um, respect to Amazon. Like we talk about here, entrepreneurs get a bad name, but here's 20, 25,000 of those jobs with an average salary of $150,000 were supposed to be in New York until AOC yeah. and de Blasio pushed them out. And Cuomo said, what the hell are you guys doing? That was a stupid move. 25,000 jobs at an average salary of $150,000 were supposed move. to be in New York and de Blasio. Mm -hmm. And AOC said, it's not fair you're going to come and raise wages, and yep. you're going to raise a lifestyle, and rent's going to go up. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You got 25,000 jobs at $150,000, and they went elsewhere. Plus thousands and thousands of other jobs. That's, those are yeah. the high-paid workers. I mean, obviously, the people that are even just making 15 bucks an hour, whatever it is in New York City that they pushed them out. It's sad. Did you have another thought on this? Yeah, just no? another thought. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to you know, maybe end this argument, if not... I would say the two biggest entrepreneurs or the biggest names and in, in, in the billionaire names in the world for the past few decades have been Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, yeah. unquestionably, yep. straight up. Now, without question, you're talking Bezos and Musk now. Like the, 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 new, the new guard is here. The old guard, obviously, Warren Buffett is, what, 90 years old, somewhere around there? I don't know if I would put Gates in the old guard because I think Gates just getting started. You got to realize... Gates is how old? How old is Bill Gates? He's in his mid-60s. That's not old. I'm not saying that... That's not old. When I'm you're just, worth $100 billion, guess who's your doctor? He's 65. There it is. Um, yeah, 65. Who's, but, your, who's your doctor when you got I'm $100 not billion? Saying dollars? That, I'm not saying he's, uh, you know, gone, but he's clearly not focused on business as much anymore. He's more about... Humanity, Remember, Doogie Hauser, Doogie Hauser, the best doctor in the world. He's, he's still young. Doctor. He's Bill Gates' doctor, yeah. probably. Neil today. Patrick Harris. Of That's course. right. Doogie Hauser. Did you grow up to Doogie or not? Love Doogie Hauser. Yeah. I mean, Did, are you being sarcastic? Yeah, no, I'm not sarcastic. I at can all. see you being a Doogie guy. I mean, I, was I see you as a Doogie guy and a Melrose Place guy. I don't I'm know more about doing the Doogie kind of a thing than yeah, the, the Doogie Hauser, but can you do the Doogie? Uh, no, I was I was never able to. Uh, I never really uh, got into that show. Well, Tom, I've seen you dance. And let me tell you, I guarantee you, your dance moves will get a lot more views online yeah. than, than Adam's dance moves. My, I don't know about my that. My dance huh? moves keep chiropractors employed. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a Doogie Howser guy? I uh, know. I, I 
I just said that I was not a Doogie Howser. You never, guy. I could see you totally being Adam, a Doogie Adam, why are you Hauser pissing guy? him off? He just said it for oh the third God, time I, he's not a Doogie Howser. Tom's got the kind of a temper of a scientist. Don't slap me around. Soy boy mafia, come at me. Let's go back to this topic. Let's go back somehow, to this topic. Yeah, somehow we went from Amazon to Doogies. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, all I'll take the responsibility for that. Don't blame the Doogie Howser. But go back to this, Tom. Any final thoughts on this? Here on Amazon, you can get all the old Doogie Howsers. I'm sure they've got like a bunch of links there to the old DVDs. They probably do. And you can still buy them as DVDs or download them from Amazon Video. You're just plugging Amazon over here. No, no, no. I'm not trying to plug Amazon. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's interesting you brought up. And there was there's a stat I thought you had looked up, Adam. It's like half a there's another half million jobs out there that Amazon's created that are contract jobs for drivers. Right. And so you got drivers out there. And, you know, somebody was just rolling up here on one of the comments and was saying, hey, don't forget us truckers. Uh, we get contract jobs on Amazon. They move a lot of stuff. And so... Um, What's next for Amazon, Tom? I mean, if you're really thinking about it right now, you know, the conversation that came up yesterday was uh, uh, Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, is, is anybody facing a Monopoly right now? And Paul said... Monopoly is when you own 100%. I said, Monopoly is not 100%. I think Monopoly is a 50% rule that they have. If you start getting more than 50% the mm-hmm. target market, you start kind of facing Monopoly type of issues. Used to be 75, some say 75, some say 50, but say it's around a 50% number that you're talking about. Federal Trade Commission's got low radar, 51.0%, and then they come visit you in your lobby. Is, is that visit going to be happening anytime soon, or is Walmart preventing them from being a monopoly? Uh, I, I think Walmart... I, I, you know, it's be interesting to look at. I was uh, the other day. I was looking at Target. Target very quietly, you know, didn't want to just be the number three guy that just died a lonely death. And they've done a lot with their um, with their online and delivery on COVID. But I, mm-hmm. I believe that there is a move that is coming for Amazon. And maybe it's going to slow down under the Biden administration, but there is a move that's coming from to kind Target of, to compete with. Well, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people want the U.S. government to kind of clip their wings a little bit, and yeah. because it's not a bad thing if Sam's Club and Walmart, same thing, and Target and Amazon are all competing. I mean that that helps all of us a little bit. Let me tell you, the fact that Target's in there, Target is helping Amazon from being a, 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 a you know categorically an Amazon. Target's a savior right here for these guys. You take Target out, both Amazon and Walmart are in trouble. Because for monopoly reasons. No question about it. So so Jeff Bezos, behind closed doors, secretly secretly wants Target to do better. Jeff Bezos. For for optics, for competition, for all that. He's like, listen, Target, keep going at it, man. Take some market. You think he's rooting for market share? A hundred percent. Rooting for Target. A hundred percent he's rooting for Target. Mm. Because when Kmart went out of business about a decade ago, I don't know if you remember, Kmart was the king. Kmart was huge before Walmart. Super saving center. Kmart went out, hurt a lot of these guys. But now that uh, Target's coming up, and there's some people that go to Target mm-hmm. over over Walmart. There's a lot well, of people that sure. prefer. Kai's one of them. Well, you know, Kai flirts at Target. That's where he picks up girls. Well, you know? Sam, too. So Some really? people go to Tinder. Kai goes to Target <laughs> is where he goes to, to flirt. He's doing it. In the Army at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the place to go flirt was at Walmart, at Clarksville. Nice. But that was 24 years ago, so it's a different story. How many story. teeth did those ladies have? How many teeth? Yeah. You'd be surprised. At least seven. Nice. It was, it was good community. Nice. That's a nice. Tell us what you got. Final thoughts, like something that Tom brought up yesterday. You, you, you wanted to talk about... Uh, you know, speaking of where you used to go pick up chicks and all that fun stuff, you yeah. know, Ty, Kai goes to Target, uh, Sam goes to the mall. We talk about the malls here. We're talking about these big anchor stores, the Sears, the J.C. Penney's, the Lord & Taylor's, what happened. Now they're becoming Amazon fulfillment centers, and a lot of these dying malls are going to have to be more amusement park 
crazy fun vibes to, I mean, when we can all get out there in public again, kind of get out there, take the family and, and have fun with it. But a lot of these anchor stores will be or are becoming Amazon fulfillment centers. I believe you had a thought with that. Did you not with the fulfillment centers? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I think that so the malls, well, first of all, commercial office space is whole, yeah. we could do a whole discussion about what's happening in commercial office space with work from home and I everything. smell a case study. But I, I, but I think, you know, you get these, you know, it's it's not, you still have to go get stuff, right? Um, and I saw a picture in New York. It was very interesting. It was this brownstone had been built and people can't get in at night because there's this little skinny hallway and inside there, they're floor to ceiling. They have all the Amazon boxes. Because you have someone that brings all the boxes in so that the pirates don't snatch it off the porch. And they're stacked up on the inside. And it used to be you would walk in, you have this little tiny area, and then you put your key in, you get your mail. And now there's just floor to ceiling with all these Amazon boxes, groceries, and everything like that. I really think that there's these, you take a look at Whole Foods, you got all the Amazon lockers for the little stuff out front. Once you start getting even, even bigger than this, it's like all of us are going to need like something three times the size of our high school hallway locker where each day we just go get our stuff because it's not just little stuff. And I don't know how much you're going to be able to deliver. So I, I think, think commercial real estate is done. Like, do you think it's going to have a massive decline like new space? New I think space it's going to change. What are, what, are, what are we doing with the space? You know, what are we going to do? But I'm asking space? you, like, like, do yeah. you think, do you think they're the next newspaper? I don't think they're the next newspaper, but they're in bad, bad place. But, but watch what you're saying. It's a little bit contradictory because I'm actually really curious with this, Tom, and I want to get your feedback because when Elon Musk did an interview, what was two years ago when he kept saying the biggest threat to humanity is what? AI. You know, everything's going to be replaced. Jobs are going to be replaced. And then you had Andrew Yang's campaign, which was a $1,000, you know, uh, universal basic income. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. got to get a thousand bucks because AI and then Amazon employs 427,000 people yep. during pandemic, which everyone's working from home. You, so do you understand what I just yeah, said yeah, right yeah, there? Yeah. So during the season where everybody's mm -hmm. working from home, Amazon hires 427,000 people. And so then the conversation becomes about commercial, because I got a lot of commercial real estate guys that call me and say, Pat, I disagree with you. Commercial real estate is doing very well and people are always going to need office space. I'm like, I don't know if they need it. Many industries don't need it, but actually from your point of view, do you really think commercial real estate could be, could be as bad as newspapers? Or are they still going to have to figure out where to come back and recover? I think some of it will be repurposed. And does somebody get smart and repurpose it? So does somebody in commercial real estate pull a target and say, I'm not going to get crushed. I'm going to find a way to live in this. And I'm going to repurpose my space. I'm going to do things like this. Um, I think that's the first avenue. The second mm -hmm. avenue is I take a look at something I was reading. And I don't want to plug major credit card company right? Uh, that we all know it's the one with the highest fees, but a lot of services. And it's the one you have to pay every month. Well, they have like their entire call centers are working from home. Hmm. They come up, they turn on their headset. They've got these secure loops that they've done through what's called a VPN tunnel. So they open up their laptop at home and they're on duty and they're doing their stuff, looking at your charges, looking at things on there in a secure way. And so the entire call center is working from home which has eliminated the need for an Atlanta, a Phoenix, and a Miami excess space in their call centers. So somebody's going to pay out the lease on those commercial contracts. Are you talking about American Express? Or was that Discover? Well, it's your podcast. I was waiting for you to plug it. <laughs> yeah, but here's, here's my question for you. But yes, that's right. It was Amex. Here's my question for you. I, I, I trust your brain and your processing. Um, if, you, if we, right now, the three of us, own 
$2 billion of commercial real estate in America, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're doing okay. We're 85%, uh, you know, fully occupancy. We're, we're doing okay. Money's coming in. We're doing fine, and we're sitting on it. COVID hits. Mm-hmm. We lose people. A lot of our guys cannot pay us. What's your next move? What are you doing? $2 billion of commercial real estate across the country. What are we doing, Tom? Well, the first thing that we do is because all commercial real estate is levered is even though we're in a COVID pandemic, we got to go to New York and we got to refinance that debt because at least. Okay. So number one move is refinance the debt. So What's now, next? Yeah. So now you got to get, and by the way, if we've got that kind of number, we got two guys that report to Jamie Dimon seeing us with that, okay. kind, of, with that kind of, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. That's a big number. Sure. So first of all, we got to refinance the debt. And the next thing we got to take a look around on is how do we make this usable? What do you do with that? What do you, what do you do with that? You know, you got like old mall space. I think you could do Amazon delivery centers, pickup centers. There's a lot of things, it's but interesting. it's yeah, kind of scary. It. It's, it's a scary tough. place yeah. to be. Well, you, you originated this conversation with what's going to happen. I mean, just think from a macro perspective, yeah. are more people going to be working from home or going back less or more working from home long-term, long-term, two, three, five years from now, are more people going to be working from home versus where they were in 2019? Well, here's, Obviously, the answer is for sure they're going to be working from home more. Well, here's one thing for yeah. sure that cannot be happening if you're mm. working from home. If they do shut down with schools and kids are staying home, there's no way in the world it's going to be working from home. It's just not going to work out. If they're, well, if they're uh, not having kids go home. I'm talking two, three years from now, there's a vaccine, kids are back in school. No, I think yada, people yada, will be yada. at the offices. I, th- I think you people, think, But, but I think not as in, much as they were in 2019? No question about so it. So meaning... This commercial office space. The game has changed. If there was 90% occupancy. The game has changed. Now it'll be 70? Yeah. 60? The game has changed. 50? But, you the, know? but the question becomes. It's not going to go more. Is it the end of the world for that business no, model? No, but he said they had to Look be what he said yesterday. Right? We're talking about, uh, we're talking about, uh, uh, he said New York Times and Wall Street Journal did it best. Right? He'll get into it here in a minute. Well, he said he did paywall, it best. Right. He talked about what? You want to talk about it now? You want to roll into that? I said we'll get right roll into with it. it. It's a perfect dog. time to get into it. Because, segue. because go you, from the Amazon disruptor to the digital media disruptor. Go for right? it. Break it down. Well, I think what's really interesting, if you take a look at digital media right now, we are in the middle of a massive, massive shift. Um, we all know DirecTV, Dish, and traditional cable taking it in the chops. And some of the um, old traditional cable now are just you know, shifting to trying to get that $90 number for the 100, um, for the 100 speed for your home internet. And now you're going over the top and, you know, Disney plus Hulu, Disney, right. And ESPN plus that's a powerful, powerful package. And they suck the air out of the room and they, and they um, took the rights to Netflix didn't have rights to all that huge catalog. And so I, I really think that, you know, what we're looking at here is everything's going behind a paywall and maybe a little tiny paywall, like a dollar 99 a month for, to get your favorite, you know, two columns on ESPN, but there's going to be a bunch of micro payments and it's going behind the paywall. And look, the can New York- Can you explain what a paywall is? Because what well, does it mean behind a paywall? Give like us a Like when breakdown. the New York Times says you can, you, it's, it's like you click on a New York Times article. I mean, you mm-hmm. go to MSNBC, Yahoo News, AOL News, doesn't matter where. And you'll notice that after about 15 stories for the month, all of a sudden it says, hey, you've seen your 15 stories right. from the New York Times. Business Insider, same thing. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you, now uh, from here on out, if you'd like to pay $1.99 a month, you can get all the general stories. That's called a paywall. And the of the major, major newspapers, the New York Times has done it phenomenally best. No one's even close. The one that's done it phenomenally worst is the LA Times. They're suffering. They've 
you, you take a look at what's happening with the layoffs there, the financial condition of the LA Times. It's a grand newspaper just in the hole. And so you also take a look at what, you know, a long time ago, uh, Rupert Murdoch said, I don't care. I believe I've got the best business writers and the best business content. You're paying for the Wall Street Journal. Um, now, he left it comparable subscription rates, so they wanted 30 bucks a month. Now you look around, and I think all the media is going behind a paywall. ESPN just did it. Take a close mm -hmm. look what's happening at ESPN. You're only going to get a few sports stories. Are they going the right direction? I, I think they have to. They and don't have a choice after letting go of all these people. That's correct. The, the ad model doesn't work if you want high-quality people, Stephen A., and you want high-quality people that are pulling audience that really have a perspective and point of view and you want to watch them. Uh, it's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be behind a, a variety of paywalls. Mm -hmm. But I think it's not going to be crazy. I think it's going to be, look, you want to pay $1.99 a month, 25 bucks a year, and you can get all your surface stories on ESPN, and then you can go to ESPN Plus and get everything else. ESPN, the mag blew up, remember? The big mag, mm -hmm. it was really yeah. good. The, um, it was just phenomenal. Um, I thought it was great journalism. I thought it was a great format, but they can't afford to do it. Um, and so I think digital media. What do you think is going to happen with Netflix? How's Netflix doing right now? Give us a rundown Take on a look. I mean, Netflix has had a pop back, but take a look. Two things happened to Netflix this year. First, it was America's realization. Hey, what happened to all the what happened to all the Disney movies? Remember that everybody had the countdown, the countdown to where all those movies go off Disney. Then the second thing happened, and I don't think they expected it. Remember that series they did, the Cuties with like the young of course, kids. We covered that. Yeah, of course. It was huge, and they had a lot of people hit them hard on the subscription side. Um, does that I mean does canceling it, does it the actually show the data? Yeah. Did you see data? I didn't see the data that these yeah. are the ones that did, but Netflix came out and you can see they had a horrible quarter and they came out and said, uh, yeah, you know, well, why did they cancel? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Listen, I got to go. But you think it was because of the cuties thing? Well, I think it was, it was that. I think it was a perfect storm of things mm -hmm. that they put out a highly controversial series that lit up a lot of people and triggered a lot of people in the wrong way. And people were realizing, like at my household, hey, all the Disney movies are yeah. over here. Hulu, Disney Plus, plus a good ESPN. Hey, interesting. Mm -hmm. Why why do I need more than this? Because I'm not an HBO Showtime household. I got younger kids. Um, but I'm a I'm now a Hulu Disney Plus household. And um I, So do you do you do you believe Netflix, if you had uh, if you were a financial advisor, you're working on Morgan Merrill, Goldman Sachs, and I come up to you, I've got $100 million, I tell you, I'm thinking about putting some of this in Netflix. Would you be excited about investing in Netflix today? Not right now. It's hard to film. Everybody's saying it's hard to film. The physical, in other words, not the fully animated stuff where they do actors one-on-one -on, -one yeah. on green screens and it's the full Marvel movie and half of it's done by, you know, a thousand fantastic animators and CGI guys and gals. Um you, you now, you, how do you do Game of Thrones, you know, with COVID? You can't have all those people on set. You can't do those things like that. High production value, you know, what I'm saying, human filming versus CGI. I, Netflix is saying, I'm going to spend $2 billion on programming. Really, where are you filming? How are you getting 70 people with masks all together? But Tom, to let me stuff? ask you, not to interject, because I love where you're going with this. The, the, a lot of these companies, they got to take a long-term view. Like Netflix isn't mm -hmm. just thinking three to six months, meaning... They're thinking 22, 2022, 2025 down the road. All right, right. so 2020 has been a wash, obviously COVID. They're saying that, you know, the majority of Americans could receive this vaccine by mid-2021. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. 
Yeah, there's some positive numbers. Okay. By the way, that Lucius, uh, actually, are you going to a question here? No, yeah, so here's my question. Yeah. So, all right, clearly there's not, you know, new content being filmed right now or not as much as before, but, you know, what about the long-term strategy? I guess is just my question here. From a short-term strategy, clearly COVID's in the way, but Netflix isn't just thinking, you know, like Pat always says, what's your next five moves? Move one is, all right, let's get through freaking 2020. Let's get to 2021. But you know they're thinking 2022, 2023, 2025 mm -hmm. down the road. I mean, that, that has to be a perspective from from these companies, right? I mean, so I'm, I'm just, you're saying they can't film new content. So I'm just more asking you, there's got to be a long-term strategy. That's their more short-term strategy, right? Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. He was asking me, if somebody came in with $100 million right now, would you give mm -hmm. it to Netflix? I'd say no. I got to let you shake out a little bit. Do I trust you? Would, Reed? You would wait. You would I would wait, wait a little bit. Okay, I, yeah. I, I would wait. Not a year. but I Not would, a year. No, oh, okay. No. So you're talking I about like a hear six short month. Term. Yeah. Okay. I, want to, I want to see Reed Hastings come forward with the same vision and boldness. Remember, he was a guy that came out and after they were mailed to you, he said, I'm going to do a subscription. People got pissed off. Remember, there was the original, you know, Netflix subscription war with the consumers. They lost people. They came back. You know, I'm a believer in Reed Hastings, the entrepreneur. I'm a believer yeah. that he's Did a problem. Did you read the book, No Rules Rules? I've not read that book. Phenomenal book. So I believe in yeah. him, but he's got a lot of stuff going on. He lost he lost a massive library, and Disney and Hulu have sucked the air out of them. 100 million subscriptions right now on Disney+. That's a, Plus. That's a solid number. And by the way, I just subscribed Over how to Disney. much time? I just subscribed to Disney Plus the other day. Purely accidental. The kids wanted to watch a show. I went on Apple yeah. TV. wasn't. I'm like, where is this thing? And then they said it's only on Disney Plus. I said I got to go buy Disney Plus now. They now they watch Disney Plus more than when they watch Netflix. And by the way, here's what really? uh, what Lucia Maldonado just said. I call to request to be removed, meaning cuties. I call to request to be removed. I was told they won't and just restrict it from my account. I didn't cancel because my kids watch the shows there all the time. Hmm. So meaning a lot of people feel that way. You call, I don't like it. Take it down. If you don't take it down, cuties, I'm going to delete it, no problem. And then you go and you say, I'm not going to take it down because my kids watch so much Netflix. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they also have... Netflix is calling these people's I, bluff? Yeah, I don't think people yeah. are canceling the way... It's like Nike when they say, what are you doing with Colin Kaepernick? Okay, you don't like it, don't buy Nike. Next thing you know, the stock goes up the next day, yeah. you know? It's a different story. Some of these advertisements are not always a... Uh, hitting a home run. It didn't work out for Pepsi. I don't know if you remember that one commercial Pepsi did. With Kendall Jenner? Yes, with yeah. Kendall Jenner. That completely backfired. But yeah. it worked for some of them. She gave and a Coke to like a cop or something? Or? Yeah, she gave a Coke to, Coke to a cop, and it was didn't work out too well yeah. for her. But uh, well, That's I mean, how her sister got out so of the you're, you're a Disney Plus guy now is what you're saying? I'm not a Disney Plus guy. I'm an Amazon guy yeah. because of one movie. I got Amazon for one movie. What movie is that? It was by Shia LaBeouf's story. Oh, of you're him a and big his Shia LaBeouf fan. I'm a big Shia Huge. LaBeouf guy. Honey Boy. Honey okay, Boy. I got Netflix because of House of Cards. Yeah. And I got Disney because of uh, uh, Percy Jackson. Okay, mm -hmm. I got Disney. So do you remember why you got Netflix? Do you remember yourself why you got Netflix or why you got any of these or no? Yeah. It was, was there the, a specific show? It, was, it wasn't a specific show. Uh, my wife and I watched House of Cards, um, you know. Game of Thrones. Um, no, we didn't watch Game of Thrones. My wife and I watched House of Cards after the kids were in bed, but then there were, they had all the, they had the kids' libraries. And so kids you could go back and it had a really broad kids' library. Tom, yeah. what was this? Tell me what this yeah. was. Don't you remember Game of Thrones? No, 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 no. no. House, House of Cards? He always did that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. 
Well, I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big Remember Quibi Kevin guy. Spacey when he was. <laughs> You're a big Quibi, Quibi guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hanging on to Quibi. That's Kevin good. Spacey. He was president in the movie, and whenever he was done making a point, he would bang the ring like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Kevin Spacey. Things have worked out really well for him since House of Cards. I'm proud to see where he's oh, at yeah, these days. Oh yeah, that's right. right. You know, he's banging his ring on a table, and now he's <laughs> banging some dude in a bar. Oh my which is gosh! Pretty good for him. He doesn't yeah. mind it. But uh, I accidentally set that one up, and he just swung hard. No, no, it. you gave it yeah. to him, it yeah. was, and you swung hard. Touche. I mean, look down. Let me get another ring stop. knock. Let How me about get we one just more. stop and one. we come back? There you go, Tom. Uh, 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 by the way, do you want to kind of tell us what's going on with UK? Oh, in the UK? Oh my Jesus gosh! Christ. Do you want to tell us what's going on in the UK? I don't this know. This is Th a pretty crazy story. This is a real story and a crazy story. Speaking this is not. This, this is this. I think this, this is going to offend some people. Well, it's going to offend some people, but I think it's. Gonna, I don't think we are going to offend people. I think they're going to be shocked and offended. Yeah. Finding out. Do you, it's you want going to pull on. up the story, Kai? If you have it on the internet. Yeah. If you don't have it, Tom, why don't you just tell us what's going on? So there's a lot of cultures that are in London. There's been a lot of immigration. It's a very diverse city, a lot of people there, and there's a thriving Muslim community there. And in Muslim culture, it's very important that you marry a Muslim woman, uh, preferably not someone that's converted, preferably from a family of origination, and that she be a virgin. And they live in London. And London is a diverse, and it's seen as a Western city. Yeah. And so you have a lot of Muslim families that are saying, hey, this is a diverse Western city. How do we know that that Muslim woman you want to marry, coming from a good Muslim family, how do we know she's a virgin? You know, this is important to us. This is, you, you have to make your, your faith vows and everything. This is really important. And so there's organization there that is offering virginity tests and um controversial virginity tests sold by uk clinics. yeah and here it is bbc news and everything and w women are being off, uh, offered controversial virginity tests at british medical clinics as an invest investigation that my bbc news beat and 100 women has found the intrusive tests are considered a violation of human rights by the world health organization united nations which want to See them banned. Critics say that they are unscientific, cannot be proven whether someone is a virgin, and cannot can be a form of abuse. The test involved a vaginal examination to check if human hymen is intact. The BBC investigation found a member of private clinics and uh, advertising virginity repair, which, when contacted, then also offered the so-called virginity test for between 150. Wait, virginity repair? This kind of this kind of takes me back to what again I was about to say. Ti and his pictures down there. When T.I. had his daughter, and he says, you know, I have my daughter tested every year to see if she's a virgin or not. Do you remember that story or no? It's right there. Yeah. Uh, last year, U.S. rapper T.I. sparked outrage after revealing he takes his daughter for a test every year to check her hymen is still intact. Jesus. All said they would carry out hymen repair surgery, which costs in the region of 1,500 to 3,000 pounds. Data from NHS includes showing 69 hymen repair procedures have been carried out. What? Wait, wait, what? Am I reading this correct? Is it saying you pay fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars pounds to to yeah. to make it seem like the person's a virgin? The, the right. So, it, it this is akin to. First of all, it's horrible. What if some, you know, forget your faith tradition. Emotional what if some poor Muslim girl is misdiagnosed by the doctor, and she wants to get married to this guy? Oh, and now okay. the family won't have her. No, she meets a nice Muslim guy. They want to get married. They say, well, no, no, no. We want to make sure that she's been living in London. We're living in Western society. We want to make sure that you haven't done anything. You know, that's in their culture. Yeah. And then the doctor tells, well, no, 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 she's not. 
that poor woman is now ostracized in her culture. There, that's and, bad. And I, that's I know bad. that because that's how it is in Iran. Just so you know. So that. I feel bad for that how girl. Was but, how was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, if if uh, so, you know, culturally, the husband and wife would go in the room, and the sheets yeah. would come out and show blood. Jesus. And hey, right. this is that's that's a ritual. Mm -hmm. That's not. That, and you would say, hey, you know, she she's a virgin, and they they're they're cheering for the blood. That's that's the sheets. You show the sheets with blood. Is it's this, it's this is on the wedding night or this is this is this is a ritual that some but on the wedding follow. night or what, what is I don't know the details yeah. of what like what timing of it at seven well, some of these I'm are like telling wedding you weeks <laughs> right There's yeah, like, this is going on in I had a very emotional abusive relation with my parents who wanted to have an arranged marriage she says one day an elderly in community saw me out of my friends and said to my mom that one of the boys was my boyfriend there was lots of rumors in the community about it she was then threatened with the virginity test by her parents my parents and the family of the man. They wanted me to marry, said I had to do a virginity test to prove that I was still a virgin so the marriage could go ahead. I was scared and didn't really understand what it meant. I felt running away was my only option, so that's what I did. Priya Manton manages uh, the helpline for Karma Nirvana. We had received calls from girls who were concerned about this. It might be that they are worried their families have found uh, out perhaps they've been in a relationship or they're not a virgin. It might be a family or pressuring them to go through. Listen, by the way, this sounds radical. It's very common. Really? Where I came from. Really? This sounds radical, but it's very common hmm. where I came from. So the question becomes, if you're watching this, how, how crazy is this? A, a World Health Organization saying is saying is what? This is absolutely ludicrous. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, this, look, being from Miami, South Beach, I'm used to this. I mean, we, I mean, if you're a virgin, uh, this is what, we, we, you know, this is how we do it at South Beach. Like there's virgins galore in South Beach. All the, uh, the models down there, this. We're looking for. This is why nobody gets married because there's no there's no freaking virgins down there. Uh, I don't. There's there's, there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. How did we I, get I don't there? know. <laughs> we went there, Tom. Uh, just a lot of weird stuff going on here. I, I just I got so many questions here. I know that in the Muslim religion, and I'm not conflating any issue. I'm just this this comes to mind that when a suicide bomber you know they blow themselves up, why do they do it? Because they're going to go to heaven and they're going to get seventy two virgins. I've always a had a question about that. It's a lot a of freaking virgins. So how long are you in heaven? Eternity? Yeah. Okay, let me let me get a pencil and calculator. Eternity? Yeah. 72. Yeah. You're going to run out of virgins. I mean, there's a lot of virgins out there. I'm just thinking Eternity's maybe, a long time. maybe you cut a deal, you maybe get up every there. every time they lose their virginity, they do that procedure. And maybe they're doing something like that. Well, that's the other part. See, the other part is, you know, is there are, I think, Companies in here, I think what the WHO is pointing out, that there's companies in here that are exploiting people. Like virginity repair, isn't that like paying there's a bad a mechanic there's... to roll the odometer back on your car? Mm. Yes. It's like the back Seinfeld in the days. episode. Yes. <laughs> 20 years ago. That was actually a thing that you did. Yeah, they don't want low miles. They want no miles. Yeah. Right? But, the, but the point is, here's uh, even go, go uh, forget about the ritual part. I respect rituals of families. You know, it's your ritual. It is what it is now. I don't have to follow the rituals that you follow. I'm just telling you. But I respect the fact that certain religions have certain religions. You're Jewish, Christian, Christian. Some are atheists. Some are, you know, Mormons, uh, Jehovah. There's a lot of different rituals that's mm -hmm. out there. And they're, they're not the same. So to, to someone, a Jewish ritual may be some random stuff to do. And like, are you kidding me? You really have to go? Yes, you do. Uh, but then there is rituals that cause people to be rebellious. I mean, you are pretty much forcing me to be rebellious here. You know, they, they used to say when, when, when Middle Eastern kids and girls who were suppressed in Iran and mm -hmm. Armenia, they come to the States and they gain their freedom, game over. 
Oh, yeah. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to go and have my fun, daddy. Yep. You don't like it? Guess what? I'm going to have five boyfriends. That's yep. what I'm going to be doing. It's a form of a rebelliousness, of right? Okay. Um, the Catholic schoolgirl thing. You told me what to do my whole yeah. life, and then you end up moving to South Beach, and then you're the freaking Boom. Machines. You meet Adam, and the next thing you know, it's things over. are changing. It's, it's, it's changing. So, anyways, I don't know how we went to the story, Tom, yeah. but I do think it's craziness going on in UK. That is the pressure of yeah. what happens when a community says yes, 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 and then eventually, like, wait a minute, what the hell are we saying yes to? That's what's happening in UK right now. This this is brought in, brought on, brought on to them by the folks who voted for their politicians who eventually pushed the envelope to this point where they're saying this is what we're doing next, and now they want it to be reworded back, it's too late. You already accepted it. Momentum's on their side. Anyways, okay. So you, you wrote this down right here, and that's exactly what I yeah. was thinking. I don't know how old his daughter is. I'm not speculating, but that's exactly. She's like, you're going to check me every year of my no, life for my virginity? At some point, she's been like, "Dad, like I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out over here." So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a little too much when you do that. So you know you know how you go into appointments. I used to always run into appointments, and a guy would sit there, and I'm in the middle of an appointment. We're making a sale, and the guy would have to pick up the call every time his wife called. I'm like, dude, what? The, we're in the middle of. We're not, Pat. You don't understand. I have to pick up the call. What do you mean you have to pick up the call? I'm just telling you, we have an yeah. arrangement. What kind of an arrangement is this? Whenever she calls, I have to pick up. Every time. Every single time. That's so you have annoying. to pick up. So freaking. So he was. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, Patrick, can you say hi to Mary? I'm like, hey, hi, Mary. hey, hey, Mary. Okay, okay, babe, bye. bye. I'm like, what? Get a life, bro. So then we go on I another. Friend, I have a friend like. Yeah, that. we'd be driving. I was like, yeah. okay, bro. So we're going. So I'm telling you, okay, stop, wait. Hey, <laughs> Patrick, can you say hi? I'm like, what the hell? And then he finally told me. He says, well. One time, yeah. she lost trust because she saw something on my phone. Yeah. I have to do this for the rest of my life. Jesus Christ. That, you can't do that for, for long term. You cannot do it. It's not, it's not a sustainable. It's not a sustainable model. You're eventually going to piss off and the guy's going to be like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not picking up your calls. Yeah. It's not a sustainable model. Or one is conforming. Anyways, how about we talk about Iran, Tom? Are you okay if we go into Iran? Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about Iran. I don't want to offend you because, uh, you know, I want to make sure you're happy about us going into the Iran topic. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Iran. We always talked about going there together, remember? We remember? will still go there. We uh, will think, still go I there. I think we are. We will still go there. And Ian, really? Adam's going to go with us. When, what's the over-under on when you would actually go to Iran? What's the over-under? Over-under. You need an administration like Trump for at least eight years right. for me to be able to go to Iran. You know why? You want to really talk about it from yeah, that angle? Of course, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it before we get into the topic. Sure. In order for me to be able to go back to Iran, yep. there needs to be a revolution in Iran. Okay. So in order for there you, to be a revolution. You're not going unless there's a revolution. There has to be a revolution okay. because there has to be a different way of living, democracy. Uh, women have to have the freedom that they once had. Mm -hmm. And tourism needs to be at where it needs to be. And today with the sanctions, financial, it's not a good situation right now to go to Iran. Okay. So by the way, we're very close to get to that point. Of a revolution. But it's not going to happen because Biden got elected. And I'll explain to you why. So Iran's top nuclear scientist was assassinated by a remote control machine gun placed in the back of another car, the country's media says. The Iranian defense ministry has given few details of the killing but has pointed the fingers at Israel. New information about the attack was reported Sunday. However, the farce saying Fakhrizadeh stopped and left his car after mistaking several bullets that had just hit his vehicle for engine trouble. At this point, Far said Nissan pickup truck stopped 150 meters or about 492 feet from Fakhrizadeh and a gun mounted on the back of the truck opened fire, hitting him twice in the back and once in the spine. Three security cars had been traveling with 
Fakhrizadeh and a bodyguard who launched himself over the scientist's body, who uh, was also shot, Fars reported. According to Fars, after the hit on Fakhrizadeh was complete, the Nissan truck exploded. The entire attack lasted three minutes, the news agency reported. So what's really going on over Sick. here? What's really going on here? I'll tell you here, one thing. Here's, here's, yeah. what you have to, here's, here's what you have to realize. I'll kind of give you a little bit of it, and then I'll, I'll yeah. go into which, which some of the thoughts you guys may have. Number one, what, what has happened the last 12 months to Iran? What's happened the last 12 months to Iran? A lot has happened over the last 12 months to Iran. In the last 12 months, Iran lost their number two in power, Qasem uh, uh, Soleimani, yeah. which, by the way, he was a potential candidate to be the leader of Iran. He really? died, okay, about a year ago. And we remember how that happened and when it happened. A drone strike. And we remember how, strike, how yeah. Iran retaliated. They hit a military base with nobody being at the base mm. just to show that they're people that we retaliated, but nothing took place. Right. Then you have, fast forward, quietly on August 7th of this year, I believe, August 7th of this year, they went and, and, and took out the number two guy of Al-Qaeda is what they did this year. August, if you want to pull up the pictures, everybody knows who they took out this year. Uh, August 7th of this year, they took out uh, Ali, uh, uh, Abu Mohammed al-Masri, Ali uh, Abu Mohammed al-Masri. Now, some of you who don't know who he is, let me kind of give you the background of how powerful of a guy he is. He's the number two guy in Al-Qaeda. He was walking in the streets of Iran with his daughter, who's married to Osama bin Laden's son. They killed both of them. They killed him Who's and his daughter. Well, I'm going to get to who okay, killed gotcha. them. Who? Okay, because you're connected to them. Who killed them, right? So he ends up getting killed August 7, 1998. Now, what is special? August 7, 2020. We're talking four months ago. Mm -hmm. What is so special about August 7, 2020? Exactly 22 years ago, August 7, 1998, what happened in Africa Embassy? There was a bombing mm -hmm. at Africa Embassy and 220 people were killed at the U.S. Embassy, two U.S. embassies. Do you know who led that project? This man right here. Mm. On the same exact day 22 years ago that he did. Not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. Saying. 22 yeah. years later, yeah. they kill him and his daughter in the streets of Iran. And guess what Iran says when they kill him? Nothing. You know why they said nothing? You didn't hear about it. They didn't talk about it in the news. They didn't advertise it. They were embarrassed, and they didn't want to even report that we're going to retaliate because he's part of what? Al-Qaeda. Yeah. They can't come out there and say, hey, we cannot believe you took out the number two guy in Al-Qaeda. His daughter's married to who? Osama bin Laden's mm -hmm. son. Okay. So you got Ghassan al-Soleimani. Then you have Abu Muhammad over here that gets killed. And then comes who? And then comes Fakhrizadeh, yeah, who is the number one scientist in Iran. Now, who is Fakhrizadeh? Nuclear. nuclear scientist in Iran. Who is he? Okay, you have to go back years ago. There was a project called Kai. If you want to put a pull, uh, pull up project uh, Ahmad. Project Ahmad, uh, Ahmad project was one of the first projects they came out with. Refers to Iran scientific scientific project started in 18, uh, 1989, stopped in 03 by the IAEA that is suspected by Israel to have nonetheless continued with the aim of developing nuclear weapons. Who led this? Who was the leader of this project? Fakhrizadeh. Okay. Then there's the project, go to the next one, then go to the next one. The next project was called SPND, the Iranian Defense Ministry known as SPMD, which was also an organization to go out there and build a nuclear plant in Iran by the same scientist, led by who? Fakhrizadeh. Okay, so now go to a talk that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu gave in 2018, I want to say in April. Mm -hmm. You have that video, I send it to you, Kai, if you can uh, prepare that video right there. 
This is a talk he gave April of 2018, okay? And he's given the message about what's going on with Iran. Now watch what he says about Fakhrizadeh. Just press play. Turn on the audio. Yeah, you'll see what he says here when he says, remember the name, keyword. Mm-hmm. Two and a half years ago, Netanyahu says, remember the name. Go ahead and press play. The new directive of Iran's Minister of Defense, the work would be split Watch this. into two parts, covert and overt. A key part of the plan was to form new organizations to continue the work. This is how Dr. Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, head of Project Ahmad, put it. Remember that name. Remember that name. So here's his directive right here. And he says, the general aim is to announce the closure of Project Ahmad, but then he adds, special activities, you know what that is, special activities will be carried out under the title of scientific know-how developments. And in fact, this is exactly what Iran proceeded to do. It continued this work in a series of organizations over the years. And today in 2010, or 2018, this work is carried out by Sapant. That's an organization inside Iran's defense ministry. And you will not be surprised to hear that Sapant is led by the same person who led Project Ahmad, Dr. Fahri Zadeh. And also, not coincidentally, many of Sapant's key personnel worked under Fahri Zadeh on Project Ahmad. Pause it. So this atomic... Pause it right there. Okay, so watch this here. So you got Qasem Soleimani. You got Abu Mohammed, who was the number two guy at Al-Qaeda. You got Qasem Soleimani, who was the number two guy in Iran. And you got Fakhrizadeh, who was the number one nuclear scientist in Iran, mm-hmm. okay? Who was leading America during that time? Who was the president? Trump. Who was the prime minister of uh, Israel? Ibi Netanyahu. Uh, uh, Netanyahu. Yep. Benjamin Netanyahu. Okay, so where does this go to next? Where does this go to next? Well, if you watch this, go to the tweet of uh, John Brennan. Go to the tweet of John Brennan. Look what he says. Here's what Brennan says. And for, for folks who don't know who John Brennan is, John Brennan is not a Trump guy. John Brennan is a... Obama and a Biden guy. He said but on he's November twenty seventh. National Security Analyst for Obama. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like he's. But he's also yeah. on. He's not a Trump camp. He's clearly a not a Trump guy. Obama he's camp. actually a Trump hater, but he's a high he up is. in the. Uh, he is on the Biden defense. and Biden and Correct. Obama side. November twenty seventh, he tweets. A associate Press comes out saying an Iranian scientist that Israel alleged that the Islamic Republic military nuclear program before it was expanded has been killed in a shootout. Iran te- state television set. He says this was a criminal act and highly reckless. It risks lethal retaliation and a new round of regional conflict. Iranian leaders would be wise to wait for the return of responsible American leadership. Who's he talking about? On the global stage and to resist the urge to respond against perceived culprits. Let me read that one more time. Mm -hmm. This is what you call sign language, okay? This is a message saying, Khamenei, we understand you're upset right now. Please read my tweet. I can't contact you right now because it's going to come out. I'm telling you, read my tweet. Mm-hmm. Iranian leaders would be wise to wait for the return of responsible American leadership on the global stage. Hence, Biden to replace Trump and to resist the urge to respond against perceived culprits. So wait for what? Does this mean Biden's going to give them that $150 billion deal that they had before? Does this mean Biden's going to give you that money that you had and he's going to remove the sanctions? Just be patient. We know you lost your number one nuclear scientist. We're sorry. Be patient. And does this mean that John Brennan is not supportive of Benjamin Netanyahu, that this is a criminal act and highly reckless, because in the streets of politics between Iran and Israel, people knew who was behind this. And they're comfortable saying it, that who was behind this. And that is Netanyahu. That is an open conversation that people are having. No one's surprised by this. So what does this mean? What does this mean? 
here's here's how I pre- uh, process this. I foresee I foresee nothing taking place over the next few weeks. I foresee Iran getting the money that they want when Biden comes in. I foresee sanctions getting lower and maybe even going away when Biden takes office. I foresee a massive attack from Iran to someone in the Middle East. They may go straight at Israel, but they're going to go to any of the allies that's linked to Netanyahu, any of the allies that was towards Trump's camp when Trump was here, not Saudis. They're not going to slow down. They are going to retaliate, and it's not going to be during this term the next month or so. But it is going to happen in the next four years, and it will not happen at a time when we're expecting it. So I'm very surprised by John Brennan's uh, tweet. Whether you're right or not, or whether you're correct or not, whether you're anything you're saying or not, you officially didn't defend Netanyahu, and Netanyahu is one of the most important allies U.S. has had for a long time, and uh, things are about to get very interesting in the Middle East. So having said that, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts? Just a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, clearly understand, that the John, but John Brennan is not active in government right now. He's sort of just a talking head. Whether he's anti-Trump or pro-Obama or pro-Biden, unless he has a position— He's a has-been, as Trump likes to say, right? So he's not—this is his opinion. I don't think there's no policy. There's nothing that he's implementing. This is just an old guy's opinion. So I don't think there's any question. I'm not sure if it was uh, Israel that uh, attacked—how do you say his name? Fakhrizadeh. Fakhrizadeh. I'm not sure if that was them that did it, but I know for a fact it was Israeli technology. Without it, I mean, there was a—was it a— Remote controlled machine gun that shot up the car. Then the guy got out. He thought it was a. They they hit a bump or something. They got out, sprayed him down. The bodyguard tried to jump. He got shot. The car blew up two minutes later. Boom. Like that's Israeli technology for sure. Now, I'm not sure who got into Iran and if it was Mossad, the Israeli like CIA who did it, but this is clearly an Israeli technology type of move. Why do you say that? To me, it sounds like the last episode of Breaking Bad. There you go. You remember kinda, that? You kind of look like uh, little that? Walter remember White. Remember the uh, remote control machine gun? You remember Walter White? White? Yeah, you don't remember that? I'm looking at him right now. I'm wondering that. Yeah. But so the, what, are you, what are you wondering, though? You're wondering is what? You're wondering, was it led by Israel to do something like that? Or you're saying it was done by... Well, somebody in Israel has got Netflix. And so and they're, they're watching this. And they come to the end, there. they get in there and they yeah. go, hey, guys. Man, that's a brilliant processing there tom i'm not sure if it's art imitating uh life or life imitating uh, art or whatever it is but i think we can all agree that israeli technology is ridiculous when it comes to this kind of stuff um you have a good point i think the biggest point here is what's going to happen with that 150 billion dollars the you know entering the um the iran nuclear deal trump got out of that as soon as he came into office Do you know how big it is to take out a country's number two guy Solomon, do you know how say. big it is to take out the number two to Al-Qaeda? And do you know how big it is to take out the number one nuclear scientist? I don't think you realize. Like, go to a sports team and take out the number one guy. What happens? Take out, go to a sports team and take out the number two guy. What happens? 
Go to a company and take out and see what happens. Well, go Dude, to go to the Denver Broncos and, and take out their top three quarterbacks it, and see what happens. It, it's <laughs> not like every single it's day. Situation. It's not like every single day you can yeah. find a. Let me go put a job posting on Monster. You're looking for a top nuclear scientist. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, all We're the in Iran just hiring exactly. for nuclear scientists. Yeah. Anybody got experience in right. being a nuclear scientist? That doesn't happen every day. They lost someone legit that they needed to do what they wanted well, to do. Well, this is what. I mean, it's no secret why they blamed Israel. This is what Israel does. They say, look, we're not going to fight a real war. We're going to be very tactful and tactical, and we're going to take out your top people. I mean, this is why the U.S. and Israel are so tight. This is what they're doing, you know, all day, every day, um, planning these types of attacks. Why go to war when you can just take out one guy, take out the leader, take out the general, take out the top nuclear scientist? Um, but they're... Although if you're watching, if, if you're watching this, if you're watching this, if you're saying, Pat, uh, there's no way in the world Iran's going to retaliate in the next, you know, 12 months, 24 months. There's no way they're going to retaliate. Put thumbs down. They're not going to retaliate. If you think they're going to retaliate, push thumbs up. If you think they are going to retaliate, push thumbs up in the next 12, 24 months under a Biden administration. I'm actually really curious what you think is going to be taking place. Tom, do you have any other strong opinions on this? Yeah, I, I think so. If I was running an arm of the CIA, what I'd be doing right now, honestly, is I'd be modeling the response. And how I'd model response, I'd look at all these um, important dates, anniversary dates, because in the Middle East, when you have these hits and things and retaliations, they're usually done very symbolically. And they pick a symbolic date or a symbolic location. And I'd be trying to kind of model this because... Iran is going to respond. They are going to respond in some way, somehow. Um, and over there, you know, I don't know. If I was like the number five nuclear scientist, they say, hey, now you're the number two. And I said, yeah, but don't put that in the paper, please. Because as <laughs> soon as I get a low number, bad things happen. <laughs> I don't want a low number. No, no, I'm number 16. I'm an idiot, man. You know, I'm the number 16 nuclear scientist here. Please get that straight. I was... You know, no, no, no. You went like to, you know, you were educated in the United States. This makes smart. sense. Tom was a number six guy at Jam that when they sold it for $680 million. He got the check, but, but the, he was number six. But the point I'm getting to is I'm being serious. I, I believe I, you. Iran is going to respond and they're going to, they're going to get together. It, it's going to be very symbolic and it's going to be very, you know, forceful. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you get a lot of civilians and people are probably going to get hurt and, that's it's a world in which we live. The Middle East is a tough place. It's got a lot of fuses over there and a lot of people that get easily triggered um, mm -hmm. for hundreds of years. It's been this way. And so one thing we have to respect in the United States is how much we don't understand and how much I appreciate your analysis. You just took us through, Pat. You walked through all the steps. And I think Americans need to do that and kind of understand. And, you know, we can loop all this back to the virginity test in London where there's a culture over there that has a certain set of beliefs, but they're also living with another culture. And that's what leads to this. And so, um, you know, one man's misunderstanding is another man's culture. Iran, Iran is not, you don't publicly humiliate a community like Iran. You, you, know, you know how there's a friend, uh, you, know, you know how there's like, if I, if I tell a joke at you, how do you take it? Like, let's just, if we say stuff, stuff about soy boy, what does it do to you? Nothing. Yeah. People don't realize it doesn't bother you. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't bother you saying Soviet Joke, Mafia. Yeah, you even have fun with it. Yeah. To the point where we called a bunch of people the other day. Every time I said Adam, what did everybody say about Adam? 
They love the guy, right? They love Adam. It wasn't like it was five guys or 10 guys. It was every phone call loved Adam. Soyboy Mafia, shout out, right? We're out there. You ever met anybody that if you say one thing to them, they're so sensitive that, will, that they will keep it forever? Yeah. And then they will retaliate. You know who I'm talking about. Just go up. to a person like that yeah, in your course. life that you publicly humiliated them. They're not going to let go of it. They're extremely uh, wired in a different way. Mm -hmm. They have ego at the highest level. Yeah. They're, they're, very, they're not as strong as they act out to be. They're actually not strong. They're weak. They're not that strong. But they will retaliate. This is that kind of a regime that they will retaliate. It's not going away. They're not going to The gonna regime sit. specifically. The what? The regime. The regime's not, not the gonna... culture, not the people, but the no, regime. No, no, no. The saying? people are. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, I'd love to take you to Tehran, Iran, and we go have a blast together. I'd love to go out there and show you the, the culture, the history, rich history. All that. It's never about the people. It's about the regime. It's about the philosophies that the regime's running. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Iran. So the, the, the bottom line is the regime is not going to sit there and take this They lightly. are not they going are... to do it. And, and they're going to do it during a time where the opposing leader of U.S. is not going to retaliate. Someone like Joe Biden. A person like Joe Biden is not going to say, we're going to, if you don't do this, we're coming after you. No, a person like Joe Biden is going to say the following speech. Well, I just want you to know, under the Trump administration, if you allow the number two leader to get killed, Qasem Soleimani, and you think you were doing the right thing, if you allow Abu, you know, Muhammad uh, get killed, and then if you allow the number one nuclear scientist, scientist to get killed, if you do that, you are, this is not an Iran attacks, guess who Biden's going to uh, blame? Iran, Biden's going to say the attacks that Iran just imposed on to dot, 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 dot is a byproduct of the policies brought down by Donald Trump. Remember when I said this. Just yeah. remember when I said this. Mm -hmm. Kai, make a note on this in your notes because you're going to make a note in your phone notes. Say, Podcast 29, Iran Nuclear, and put the time right now. It's right about one hour when I said this. Right about one hour when I said this. You're going to have to come back and reshoot it. and Not, not reshoot it, cut it. And it happened next two to three years that this is what's going to be said. You will hear them say it, and I'm going to show you that I said this. That's what's going to be said because they're not going to sit around. They're going to retaliate, and Biden's out's going to be what? It's not my fault. It's the prior administration that really pissed them off. So what's going to happen next two, three, four years. And bottom line, you think I I hope I'm wrong. I hope so, so. I am absolutely wrong. Is part of this going to be the $150 billion that Iran will potentially receive? Like, Do you think that's like they a need prediction breathing. time? They need money. Do you think that they're going to oh, they're cut gonna, a deal for they're that? They're going to get the money back. They're going to get the sanctions cut. Iran's going to go become powerful again in the Middle East. They're not going away. Because you think they're going to get the money. They're That's going to get the money very quickly. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to use a word, a very magical word. They're going to say peace, truce, you know, something like that where it's a powerful word. And we're going to say, oh, wow, there's peace in Iran. Yeah, you know, right. th that's what they're going to use. But who's buying and that? And we're going to, well, 80 million people are going to buy it. 80 million people are going to buy that. 80 million people are going to say, what a peaceful noble thing to do. About 80 million people are buying it. So if you're asking the question, I'll give you specific data online. It's about 80 million people and one sitting at this table here. But right you're now. saying so, money or not, Iran is not looking for peace. Straight no forward. way. No They're looking way. for retaliation. I, Iran, they, they don't just dislike Israel. They hate Israel. <laughs> well, we know that. Israel. I mean, that's not yeah. even a and, and, and the difference between Netanyahu, here's the other thing with Netanyahu also. Let me give you Netanyahu's uh, uh, side as well. He's not a guy that's sitting around, not uh, ruffling feathers and not talking publicly. That presentation, if you've never seen this, you got to sit there and watch that. 
It's the most eloquent presentation PowerPoint. Like you look at that and you say, this guy's probably prepared to give this PowerPoint at least 20 times before he gave it. Netanyahu is also not one that's sitting around afraid of Iran. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, Israel historically has been known for having what? The strongest air force historically. Mm -hmm. They've always been known. Israel has the best air force. Israel has the best air force. Now you're seeing these kinds of creative attacks. Technology. Technology is at a different right. level right well, now. Well, when you have the U.S., you know, uh, if U.S. has your back, you can be project toughness. Like we talked about this with Armenia. And, the the um, question is going to be if they're going to have their back this next time around. U.S. And if Israel? U.S. is going to have Israel's back. Of course. When, when do they not? U.S. is going to have Israel's back the way they're going to have it like uh, prior four years? I don't know about that. What do you mean four years? I, For I, the past 50 years. I don't know about that. What I has it been any different? Are you kidding me? You're saying under Obama, Israel was as tough as they were the last four years? No I'm way I'm saying the that the, the Israel and U.S. relations give me, are very Give me strong. two days to go show you exactly words that was said under Obama administration towards Israel to not really protect them as much as it was before. All you need to do is go spend an hour online. You'll see, realize how Iran, uh, Israel was during Obama's administration. Right. Let me get this straight. You're saying U.S. had Israel's back and U.S. agreed to give $150 billion to Iran. Well, that was part of the nuclear deal. Part of the nuclear, the nuclear deal. testing, right? So you're giving me money to stop doing nuclear testing. And first of all, how you hold me accountable to that? How I mean, do you even know if I'm not doing it? rabbit hole conversation. But how do you down, actually yeah. do it? Honestly, how do you actually I, do I it? I assume that's what some of the stuff so, they put in the so deal. So I'm no? going to give you money to tell you don't create nuclear war. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant. I've never heard of that brilliant strategy before. You don't do it that way. You do it with measures to say, if you do X, Y, Z, here's the price. There is no price. You don't tell your kids, son, please, here's some money. Just please stop saying bad words to your mommy. You don't you don't do that. Well, you say, I'm sorry. What did you say? No problem. That Xbox, I'm taking it straight to my office. No Xbox for three weeks. That's how you do it. And then they realize, okay, daddy's serious. You don't do it and say, oh, here's a hundred dollars, guys. Please, when you play Xbox, don't raise your voice. What the hell? Are we, what what the hell kind of a negotiation is that? Oh, here's some money. Please don't create a nuclear bomb. So you don't think they should have ever given Iran Are you any like money kidding whatsoever? Me? Here's a country that goes around saying, Matic bat on recut, death upon America. You want to give them money? Let me get this straight. I sit here and I curse your mother out, and you end up giving me 10 grand. How the hell does that make any sense? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the point was to stop their entire nuclear. Uh, so I give rate, you right? 10 grand. You give me 10 grand to say, Pat, stop calling my mom out. Would you, would you give me, if I kept saying jokes about your mom, <laughs> are you going to say, here's $10,000? Please stop. Look, I, I that's what U.S. did. I, I'm not saying that the Iran nuclear deal was what good I'm or bad. I'm saying they had a deal in place. You bought yeah. niceness. What the hell do you mean you're buying? Basically, that? you're saying no matter what amount of money that you gave Iran, no. they were not going to honor it. No. Is what you're saying? No. So Trump's move to pull out of the Iran Dude, nuclear deal their, was a great their move. fabric, the, the Iranian fabric. Okay, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say, okay, you want me to give you money? Yes, perfect. Uh, allow every single social media in your country, all of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Allow every single one of our media in your country. If you'd kill one person, public killing that you did, I, I don't know what the number is that they had. I think their number is some ridiculous number that they have public assassination mm -hmm. that they had last year. The number is like 50 people that they killed. Don't forget the, the wrestler, what Iran did. I think China's the leader at 250 yeah. something, but don't forget what Iran did. Yeah. You do one of those, you lose your money. If we get one time hearing from the top politicians threat to, to America that's recorded, you're losing your money. If you don't allow Fox, BBC, CNN, ABC, NBCs, any of those guys in Iran, you're losing your money. 
If you do one more attack on, you're losing your money. If I'm going to put, if if you in your textbook in school, if we see in your textbook in schools, mm-hmm. you're talking about how shitty of a country America is and how much we're the enemy, you're losing your money. The great if, Satan. If you want to keep doing that, you're losing our money. That's how you give money. You don't give money and say, please be nice to us. Mm-hmm. Please. Let's make this work. Can I? Have you ever been able to buy, say the girl you love the most, have you ever been able to buy love? How much money has been able to buy love? Nothing. Even the guy who died couldn't buy Anna Nicole Smith's uh, love. You know, the billionaire that married Anna Nicole Smith. And so you ain't buying no love. She's just buying the money is what you, you cannot buy love. You cannot buy peace. Well, she also had an expiration date apparently. So she used too much drugs. She couldn't control herself. Exactly. But she had lower back problems, which was attractive to him, which was attractive to him. That's what he liked. Lower you didn't see the problems. scientific side of it. That's that's called just, spending. I, that's called failing in biology, but paying attention to the right areas of life. Okay. So you bring up another point. Say you know you you take also look at North Korea, right? Do you think you know there, there's a variety of positions that are out there, but the South Koreans have been very frustrated by the entire rest uh, and the Japanese by the entire rest of the West to not permanently de-arm North Korea. And you've got, you have another lunatic that gets paid off in foreign aid, but he doesn't stop making weapons. And every now and then, he's on an anniversary date, he launches another sub-ballistic missile into the, into the ocean. And everybody looks at this, gosh, he's crazy. Why hasn't he stopped? Well, you've given him a bunch of money, and he keeps doing research, and he keeps doing it. And he promised he wouldn't do it next time. Yeah, this is not going away, Tom. I mean, people have to realize. I'm saying this that. is the method that. Yeah. There, there, there is a method that believes there is a political position within the left that believes that appeasement through aid creates peace. It doesn't. No. Zero. No, no, no. Zero. Look, you know. What you're talking about has played out in North Korea too. How many wars do we have the last four years? How many wars do no. we have the last four years? By a person new like wars, no, no, how many new wars caused by uh, Trump? No, what, what 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 countries did he unite the last four years? A lot of peace deals in the Middle East. How, how, how did a personality like his do do that? How many wars during Obama? How many? How many? How, how 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 many wars did you see? How much new ha- wars? How many how many times did you see terrorist attacks? How many times did you see ISIS? How many times on the news did you hear about ISIS? Every day we woke up ISIS. Debate topics, ISIS. Debate topics, ISIS. What ISIS topic did you see in single debate the last four years? What happened? Because the enemy needs to at least respect you and fear you, what you're capable of. See, when I sat with Sammy, I talked to Sammy, and I asked him a question, Sammy DeBoer Gravano. I said, Sammy, there's some people that say John Gotti never killed anybody. He always told people to go kill somebody. He says, don't get it twisted. John is capable. He says, that's all that matters in the world I was a part of. I said, what do you mean capable? He says, he's capable of taking your life, so I wouldn't cross him. That's all you have to realize. And because of that, they didn't. So the point with politics is they have to know if they push the envelope, you're willing to go to extreme measures. You don't buy peace, and that's exactly what they try to do. Uh, By the way, if you watch Live PD, there's a sheriff on that show called Sheriff Lamb, okay? Sheriff Lamb is, uh, it was one of the most popular shows uh, for police, and they, the show was canceled, I believe. Was the show canceled, Kai, eventually? The show was canceled, right? I want to call Sheriff Lamb to see what he thinks about what's going on right now in, uh, uh, in what do you call it, in uh, France with this new 
law that they're proposing to see what he has to say. Okay, let me know if you guys are ready. You guys ready? We're good with the call? Okay. Hello, this is Mark. Mark, how are you? This is Patrick Bedavid with Adam and Tom Ellsworth. How you doing, Patrick? How I'm doing, doing Adam, Tom. I'm I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you taking some time. So I, I wanted to get your feedback on this. I don't know if you heard about what happened in France and what announcement they're making. I'll read it to you. Then you tell us your thoughts on this uh, uh, and if this is possible and if it's good for the people, if it's not good for the people, and can okay. this be something that can have momentum that can lead into U.S.? So here's what France is talking about. Uproar in France over proposed limits on filming police. French President Emmanuel Macron government is pushing a new security bill that makes it illegal to publish images of police officers with intent to cause them harm. Amid other measures, crit- critics fear the new law could hurt press freedoms and make it more difficult for all citizens to report on police brutality. French activists fear that a proposed new security law will deprive them of a potent weapon against abuse, cell phone videos of police activity, threatening their effort to document possible cases of police brutality, especially in impoverished immigrant neighborhoods. What are your thoughts about this potential new a bill that uh, Macron is trying to push in France. You know, at first I, I thought it's a little bit of a violation of, this, of the First Amendment, but then I started reading into it a little bit further. And, and you know what? We don't get the protection that we need. It is not fair. A lot of times the media uses the First Amendment to go above and beyond what I think it was designed for. Mm. Nobody's impeding their ability to go out and report. All we're saying is, I, I see what the French are doing. What they're saying is saying you can't put somebody else's life at risk because you didn't like the actions. And how many times have we seen videos where they don't show you the full context of sure. the video either? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's unfair to those officers to be blasted out there. And we've seen our media. Look at what they've done. They'll put your address out there on social media. They'll put your face out there. And uh, that puts our lives and our families at risk as, at either. So I don't think the First Amendment was designed. I don't think the founding fathers had the intentions of, of putting the very same people who protect you every night at risk because you decided, the media decided they didn't like how you did your job. Now, does that say that we shouldn't, uh, I, I'm not saying you need to hide the actions of bad officers. Absolutely not. This stems from a, a, a um this stems because of a violation of the Constitution the French don't have, but this comes – this is getting a lot of attention because of that uh, where they beat that guy up in the hallway in the recording studio. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what they beat him up over? No. They, he wasn't wearing a mask. They beat him up because he wasn't wearing a mask, and he probably resisted against it. So uh, we're in this weird spot in this world where – you know, we, we want to violate certain rights of the Constitution and people's freedoms, but then the media wants to retain their full rights and, and even expound on it to where I think the founding fathers didn't have the intention of them being. So you're actually thinking this is not a bad idea on what they're trying to do in France. Well, I, I see what they're trying to do. I don't know that you can do it here, and I'm, I'm a very staunch supporter of the Constitution. I just think that it is inappropriate. It's no different than if I were to put out the media's addresses on my websites have you ever heard the saying, the pen is mightier than the sword? I will assure you that the media causes more violence in this country with what they write and what they report than what the police do. So oh, I, we I continue. totally agree with you on that. Completely. I 100% so, agree mm-hmm. with you on that. 
uh, these guys want to continue to incite people and anger people. Why else would you need to know and re want to report somebody's address? That's what they're arguing over. They don't like the fact that they can't put these guys on blast for their actions and, and jeopardize them. Why would you want to do that in the first place? That's not the job of the media. And it's not appropriate that the media do that anyway. Sheriff Lamb, this is Adam here. I have a question for you. Um, sure. Obviously, 2020 has been a insane year. Uh, you've been, <laughs> right. I mean, you've been a police officer, sheriff for how many years now, total? Uh, four, now going into my second four. Okay. So I, just from a macro perspective, what have you seen specifically change uh, rules-wise, but more more importantly, perception, like, do people come up to you with the same amount of respect? Do you get a lot of pushback still? Obviously, everything since George Floyd, BLM, you know, defund the police. Just more of a macro question. Like, what are you seeing on the ground? Or do people still respect you? Are people, you know, proverbially spitting your face? Fuck you, pig. Like, what are you uh, seeing out there um, since you know, that's, 2020? That's has a great started? question. That actually depends on where you live. You know, here in my county, we have people that are very pro-police. And what this has done is this has made people appreciate their law enforcement even more. So I think there's a lot of places in this country where they've always appreciated law enforcement. And now they've said, hey, we appreciate you guys even more for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There are other cities where they've where the local government has allowed the this behavior to continue and this anti-police behavior to continue. And so that's emboldened a lot of the people who don't like police to spit in your face and to say these things. Mm -hmm. And actually, in many cases, I think they're violating the law. They're either disorderly conduct or they're, I don't think anybody should ever be within a foot or two of a law enforcement agent, you know, set up some barricades, move them back. They're right, they, have, they have their right to protest under the first amendment. They don't have the right to stick your phone in a cop's face. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, I think that it, that starts getting into oh, the officer oh, so, safety so, issues. So, so you said you don't think they have the right to put a phone camera in a, in a, a cop's face. Well, I think what it gets into is officer safety. You know, we have a right, we have a job to protect the public and we also have a job to protect ourselves. And how do I protect the public when somebody has got a phone in my face and I can't see what's going on? I think that what these cities need to do is, and we've done it here. There's been a lot of uh, agencies in our, our state that have, They've set up barricades and they said, you guys are free to to protest right here in this area. You know, mm -hmm. we're not we're not impeding on that. Right. But don't cross over this barricade because this is a zone that we're trying to protect. You know, this is the safe. We're trying to maintain officer safety and public safety here. So I think that what we've what the media has shown and what has been allowed, I think, is we're pushing the envelope and it's making our job even harder in law enforcement. Hey, Sheriff, this is Tom Ellsworth, the BizDoc. I got a hey, question Tom. for you. Hey, how are you? Appreciate your your thoughtfulness here. So can you comment a little bit? Because I, I think I'm, I'm hearing it between the lines there. It's like you take a look at Portland. So they created this DMZ. Or was it Seattle? Who had the uh, the free zone downtown? Uh, the Seattle. Chaz, so, that was Chaz. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, DMZ, Seattle. I think, is in North Korea. Yeah, well, but you, you get the point, right? Yeah. Because you're creating a free zone. And so there were the police actually got stuck on the perimeter of that and couldn't go inside. And there were people that really needed help and people that are on the inside that established it. Suddenly a couple of them needed help. So it is kind of a two faced answer by the protest public, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you can't, what they did was completely different. They set up a whole free zone where people could go in and they violated people's. What about all those businesses who had their businesses destroyed? That was your job as a law enforcement officer to protect those, to maintain the, you know, keep, to maintain the peace. Here in the Arizona, the Constitution says my job as a sheriff is to suppress any affrays, insurrections, riots, or any lawlessness that comes into the county. Um, what they did was try to be cute and set up this, and I'm not saying it was the Portland or the Seattle police. Their government thought it would be best to set up a zone where people could just run a buck and not keep them in check. I, look, I was listening to your guys' show earlier. How did that work you know, out? What, what we've done is mm. we've started we've started allowing, like, like uh, Patrick was talking about Iran. We're just saying, oh, hey, guys, if we'll, we'll give you this spot if you don't, if you just don't yeah. be violent towards the other thing. And and we will, you can't do that. That's children will react untold, completely unruly if you do that. The best example you gave was, hey, I'll give you $100 if you guys just play your Xbox quietly. No, you take the Xbox away. That's how you're going to get them to, uh, to behave. And it, look, there's a fine line. People are going to not like what I'm saying. And I'm very constitutional minded, but we have adultered the First Amendment. There have been groups that have they have taken wow. the First Amendment and completely adultered the First Amendment mm -hmm. with either their what they say, their their freedom of speech, yep. or also, even more in particular, their right to protest, to address, to redress grievances with the government. You don't do that at 11 o'clock at night. All the government buildings are shut down. So, I mean, look, there's a, we've, we've adultered the First Amendment. We've got to get it in check, get it back. I'm not saying to violate people's rights, but we can't let the First Amendment go to where it wasn't supposed to be. Mark, what do you think is going to happen under a Biden administration with uh, police? I mean, you're seeing what uh, uh, create a momentum with defunding the police. Then you're seeing Biden. Uh, originally, people were worried Sanders was going to be on the, you know, his uh, cabinet. He, people were worried AOC was going to have a position. Elizabeth Warren was going to have a position. None of that happened. But uh, they were able to get a lot of those guys to help them get elected. Do you think he's going to be aggressive, like against cops, or do you think he's going to be fa fairly reasonable with uh, uh, your world, with uh, police officers, cops, sheriffs, uh, all the folks out there that do what you do? Well, I think it's first and foremost important to understand that he is not the president-elect. He has not been dedicated. He has not been determined by the electoral college to be the president-elect. The media has claimed him to be the president-elect. So, first and foremost, I think it's important to distinguish that. He is a guy pretending to be the president-elect right now. Um, mm -hmm. It is likely that he will be the president-elect. I'm not saying he won't, but as a, until sure. December 14th, he's not. Um, I, it will be terrible under Biden. I think this year showed during all the riots and the looting and all these different things, they had an opportunity to come out and stand against that and, and to support the law enforcement agencies across this country, and they failed to do so. Not only did they fail to do so, their silence or in many cases, some of the rhetoric that they put out there was inflammatory towards law enforcement. So I, I don't you in law enforcement, we can only go off of what we see. And what I saw was a, a lack of support for law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And what concerns me more than Joe Biden, because I just frankly don't think that if Joe Biden should he be elected as president, I don't think that he stays in office very long. I'm more concerned about the people that he keeps running up there as pot potential candidates for these uh, uh, these positions. I think that's alarming to me. A lot of them are very um, very radical, very uh, uh, progressive, and I don't think that is good for police officers. 
And we're starting to see already the failures of some of these policies across this country, mm -hmm. Minnesota, a lot of different places. So I think a Biden administration is terrible for law enforcement and uh, we'll have a lot of work to do. And uh, unfortunately, I think in a lot of places, you're going to see a lot more handcuffs put on than what they've been on. Interesting. Who, who concerns you the most from the people he's proposed? Um, I don't really think that the policies that his potential chief of staff is uh, putting out there are very good. I think, you know, talks of Elizabeth Warren, um, some of these other folks. I, Kamala Harris concerns me. I, I think that Kamala Harris has proven over time, based on what I see, as somebody who will say and do anything for votes, power, or money. And anytime you're talking, that that is a that is a, a ticking time bomb to having somebody in public office if that's what they're willing to put. You know, they'll do anything for those three things, and you, anybody should be concerned over that. Well, brother, appreciate you for coming on and uh, spending a few minutes with us and giving us insight on your world for uh, uh, us who hear all these different stories on both sides of the aisle on politics. When you watch CNN, Fox, MSNBC. Uh, it's much easier for me to just call someone like you to say, hey, tell us what's really going on in the street. So, again, thank you for your time. Uh, Appreciate you, buddy. And hopefully we'll have you back on here soon and you'll be willing to come back on as a guest again. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, you see you see these uh, uh, going back to the whole thing with the camera. Remember how yesterday we were talking about it? And I said, I don't know if I'm fully against it. Do you remember when we were talking about the whole France camera thing yesterday? I'm like, I'm right. not if I'm fully against it. Mm -hmm. There's a part of it that, like, the other day I got pulled over, right? Yesterday I got yeah. a reckless driving ticket, whatever I was going to ask the Sheriff Lamb about that. We yeah, well, he, you know, my, my license was suspended multiple times, so it's not the Breaking first Breaking news, so, Pat got pulled over again. So I got, so I got a ticket time. yesterday, and this guy pulls me over, right? And I said, okay, I'll pull over the car. I've done this. I probably have more tickets than everybody in this room combined. I don't think anybody, if we combine, how many tickets you got total in your lifetime? Total. Four, mm -hmm. I have 75 tickets, 80 tickets. I'm not kidding. And it's just, by the game way, up, bro. For, for the first 12 months we were here, I got three tickets a week that my staff had to pay for every week. Okay. How do you still have a license? I don't have a license. I lost my license a couple <laughs> times, but, but let me, let me go. With let, all those let me make this point to you. Yeah. So cop pulls me over. And by the way, I've been pulled over all over the world. So it's yeah. all over. I've been pulled over. This isn't a right? Texas thing. No, I got pulled over by a cop yesterday. Okay. And he pulls me over. I'm like, look, I screwed up. I said, what do we need to do? He says, oh, hi. Well, thank you for uh, uh, pulling over the car. Hi. And, and uh, uh, you know, if you don't mind taking out your driver's license, and I don't want to grab it from you because I want to make sure you're, you're healthy, you feel comfortable with it, would you mind turning your ID over? I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell was this all about? Mm -hmm. So I turned my uh, 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 driver's license over. He uh, gets the whatever code is oh, on the scans back. Scans the barcode. Okay. He says, yeah, okay, you know, we're doing this for your safety. And I'm like, great. The guy's got a mask on. A cop's got a mask on. He's talking to me. And I said, so uh, uh, anything you need from me? He says, oh, no, I just want to let you know. Look, I know, you know, it's, it's, I'm not trying to bother you. I just want you to know that one thing you have on the back, I mean, if you don't mind, you know, I'm not going to give you a ticket for it. And you know, like, I mean, I got a cavity. He was so sweet. Just listen to the guy. That we saw. I've never heard a copy this sweet. It was out of control, uncomfortable. You're saying he was being too nice. He was being so nice, and he was so uncomfortable. Big guy, probably 18-inch arms. Massive guy this guy was. He was talking to me like that, and I walked away saying to myself, this is the nicest cop that's ever pulled me over. Out of all the 75 tickets I got, I've never had a nicer cop. Is that because of his personality? Or is that because cops are told, be a little nicer to people nowadays?
try to be a little bit more amicable to people nowadays. Be careful because they may be recording. Be careful because maybe cop. Yeah. Do I want cops to be scared? Do you want scared cops? I don't know if I want scared cops. Do you want cops to be so scared of what they need to do that they're thinking about being politically correct rather than mm -hmm. protecting you? I don't know if I'm going to war and telling my soldiers, hey, guys, make sure when we're going out there, you don't talk about what they wear. You don't talk about their clothes because we don't want to piss them off. And so let's be respectful before we kill them. What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking? So now that's in war. I'm not talking about yeah. cops are doing the same thing. But I kind of also want to empower cops. I don't want to take the power away mm -hmm. from cops. I want cops to have power. I don't want cops to not have any kind of power. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you for people not to have power. Of course I want the people to have power. But I think there's a part of it here where it's a slippery slope, but also at the same time, I understand why cops would not be happy with somebody saying, okay, say it. Say. Can you imagine if somebody goes like this to you right now? What's your initial reaction? Go yeah, ahead. It's annoying as shit. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a cop. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're alive. Hey, I just want to let you know he yeah. did this. Sexual harassment. Did I don't know. I mean, I'd be like, you know what? I'd go to my I'd go to my boss on Monday. I'd say, boss, I'm just, I'm just not made for to be a cop. I'm good. I don't like cameras on my face 24-7. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I resign. Uh, just some quick feedback. I hear you on both sides. I hear the sheriff. I hear yeah. what you're saying. You know, the cop that pulled you over. I don't see anything wrong with him not being an asshole. What do I mean by that? Let me let me unpack. That. Most cops are not assholes. I'm not saying that. When cops pull you over, yeah, you're not a freaking criminal because you were speeding 10 miles over the speed limit. No. Okay, there's no reason to be like, all right, buddy, put your hands on the wheel. Let me see your shit. I've had that like, let's go. A handful of times. And they just, like, yeah. dude, okay, just give me a fucking ticket. Let's move on with our life. Yeah, you don't have to be a total but that's asshole not most about cops, it. Though. That is a lot of cops, though. Like, I've been pulled over a handful of times. I disagree. I've had very listen, salty relationships. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. Yeah. Listen to what he said. We have to be able to reason. Okay? We have to be able, It's comments like that that ruins people's reputation. Y imagine somebody who lives in the worst part of town where majority of the people are El Salvadorian. And they live in the capital of Mara Salvatrucha. Go to a place in L.A. and say, I've met a lot of Salvadorian. They're all like this. Bullshit. You just so happen to live in the capital of a place mm -hmm. where MS-13 is at. I, I, uh, we just had an uh, uh, El Salvadorian guy in our company cross a million dollars this week. Okay, he's been with us for five years. He was a former economist in El Salvador. Had the th third highest uh, uh, grade in his class. The entire country ended up giving him a scholarship to go to any country. Becomes an economist, comes to the States. Now him and his wife, Rodolfo and Ceci Vargas, just crossed a million dollar year income. He's Salvadorian. I don't say, oh, because I went to Glendale and I was in Eagle Rock all the time around MS-13, all Salvadorians are like that. The guy said, when we asked the question, you asked the question from him, how is it today being a cop in 2020? Mm -hmm. How is it? Do people spit in your face? And what was his answer? Depends where you live, right? Exactly. So yeah. you can't say that about cops everywhere just because I, of how you've been treated. I wasn't making a blanket statement. Well, you did What's, kind no, of. I, no. Okay. Th th we have to run the tapes. Go back and listen to I it two saying, minutes ago. I see said, what he said. Just because they pull you over, they don't have to be an asshole. No, you said most cops are assholes. I did not say most cops are assholes. Okay. I we did not say that. Rewind the tape in okay. a minute here. Gladly. Because okay. those words are not. I said... There's no reason that they have to be an asshole. Just Most they of them are not assholes. I'm not saying that they are, but okay. if you get a ticket, yeah. like you're surprised that he was sweet. I was actually like, all right, cool. He wasn't being like, hey, man. like I don't want him to be like over. that. You don't want him to be like, give me your, let me see your stuff. I, like, you want him to be mean I to you? Don't Listen, I don't want the coaches to my kids. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's appropriate for a police officer to be that sweet. Okay. I don't think it is. I think there's a there's a fine line between authoritative and being mean. I don't say be authoritative. 
I'm not telling you be sweet. For me, I think you, I think you have to be in the middle for a position like that. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's not in the middle. I'm telling you, he was scared. Okay, why I thought he, he was just being nice. I don't know why. I don't know if he was scared. He was. He was. You said he was being overly, sweet, and you almost got a cavity because he was being nice. Overly sweet and nice. You're taking it to he was sweet because he was scared. He was for his, afraid. Yeah, right, that's a different me, story. It's, it's I thought a, he was just being nice. No, and I didn't no, have a no, problem no, with no, him being no. nice. No, no, he was being a little bit too scared because. What if somebody makes a complaint and what if this? I'm like, no, man. Yeah, you don't want him your playing job. scared. I trust it's you. like what we talking about. You know what about? I told him? You know what I told like, him? Uh, this is what I told him. I said, I just yeah. want you to know, man. I appreciate you what you do. He said, I just want you to know. You're very important to me. Yeah. Very important to me. How did he respond? Mm -hmm. And he was shell-shocked. Really? He's shell-shocked. He's like, you're serious. I said, you have no idea how much you mean to me. I appreciate your job. Because on, any, give, give you on any given day, yeah. your wife and kids don't know if you're going to go home tonight. I, I sell insurance. I'm going home tonight. Yes. Unless if I screw up on the freeway, I'm probably going to make it home tonight. Mm -hmm. They don't know if you're going to go home tonight. Your, your, your daughter, your son, this may be the last time they saw you this morning. I got a lot of respect for cops. And, mm -hmm. and when you forget that part, it's very easy when, when the whole story about soldiers were coming back from war back in the days and people were spitting in their face at airports. Disgusting. You freaking kidding me? Do you yeah. realize what they just said? They missed the birth of their kids. You're sitting here spitting in the guy's yeah. face because he gave you freedom and all they did is follow the orders of a president that told them to go to war. It's not like right. they made a decision to go to war. Correct. Mm -hmm. They were they chose to go to war because the president called the shot. What are you doing spitting in their faces? Yeah. I think I think we have to have respect for military. I think we have to have respect for officers, but I also mm -hmm. think we have to have respect for people. I think the one thing that we need to be spending more time talking about is basic respect. Mm -hmm. It's just respect. Right. You got to respect we the people. We the people's got to respect cops. We the people got to respect military. We just have to respect one another. Yeah. If we come from that standpoint and we love, we do our best to love one another, we got some stuff to do I, here. I 100% agree with but you. But we have to lead. We can't be little softies afraid because I may say something that's mm -hmm. going to be like, oh, my gosh, let me be careful because of po uh, political correctness. I'm 100% right. agreement with you on you that. You know, statistically speaking, the most um, dangerous thing officers do, you know what it is? Statistics. If you look at all the incidents, Pull you know what it is? Over. Pull somebody over. The number of incidents that start with a pullover is there because a lot of times people are speeding for a reason, driving recklessly for a reason, under the influence, have committed a crime, things like that. You know, and so you well, listen just... to police officers say, listen, when you pull somebody over, here's what I have to do. And I, I've heard this. They say, I have to be cautious. I have to be clear and I got to be firm. And that when I'm walking up to the window of that vehicle, I'm cautious and I'm going to be very clear with that driver. And then I got to be firm. Now, are there some cops who go over the edge? Sure. But I think body cams, dash cams kind of neutralize that because what did you say? What tone of voice did you have? It's being recorded because your duty day yeah. is being recorded. And I think yeah. the people with camera phones at the perimeter, you know, I have no trouble with that. I have big trouble when people jump into the middle of an active police action and they're putting the cameras in their face. You're, you're, you're inciting it. And you're creating something that's not there. And by the way, something the sheriff said is absolutely true. It's not about protest. We have the right to free assembly and we have the right to free speech, but we also have disturbing the peace. And we have a lot of parameters that go along that peaceful protests, peaceful marches, you know, that's where it's got to go. And when you have these people that create these mob scenes yeah. and they're jump, they're creating incidents within what they call as a protest and they're giving everyone license you know, to like attack. The, and what's, what's the underlying current there is there is a attack on authority and the police represent authority and they're getting attacked on what's going on in the protest right now. And I think we need to appreciate the fact that 
Are there some bad cops? Sure there are. However, just take a look at body cams, dash cams, and recording what's going on and appreciate the fact that statistically speaking, the most dangerous thing a policeman does is pull you, is pull people over. It's a question mark. You pull somebody over, it's a question mark. You got to respect. You know, it's kind of it's like when you work at a company, Adam, and all of a sudden your employees flip on you, okay? And it happens to different leaders. I have it happen to our sales leaders all the time, and it happens to uh, department leaders all the time. Tom, Tom's very aware of this as well. He's been in the world for a long time, and he's seen this happen. It's when the boss becomes afraid of losing employees. When you get afraid of losing employees to the point where you start making decisions based on afraid, afraid of losing employees, you, you officially lost the ability to lead your company, mm. lead your department. You can't be like that. Now, let's flip it. If you are losing employees because you treat them like crap, you're getting what you deserve. Mm. So you have to understand Correct. that part as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a one side. Like when a guy, oh, God, you know, they're well, maybe you got some things you got to work on, man. Some way you treat people like you may want to. Work a little bit more on that relationship thing. I'm not telling you to be timid. I'm just telling you be a little bit more respectful. Hear them out a little bit. Right. Be willing to support them just because they're, you know, have their back during good and bad times. Like you got to go through some of that process together. But if it flips and it's just somebody becoming too worried about losing people, you're no longer leading that organization. Mm -hmm. The organization is leading you, similar to when kids are leading their parents. You Can know, I give a final thought on, on Tom's comment? Yeah. Um, great stat about the, the most dangerous interaction is with cops is when they pull you over. My question with that is, I would assume the majority of interactions with cops are when they pull you over. I mean, think about how often are you interacting with cops, unless you're at a freaking riot that we're talking about here mm -hmm. where you're putting a camera in someone's face. On your day-to-day -day interactions, you're not dealing with cops. Like, if you go to, like, a sports game, maybe they're outside the arena, you know. But, like, how often do you interact with cops? You interact with cops 75 times a, a year, apparently, with all the tickets that you get. But it's dangerous, but it's also the most likely situation to happen interacting with cops. And this goes back to my initial point. You, I mean, I'm, I'm being very clear here. You, if you get a $200 speeding ticket times 75, all right, whatever, bro, I got 200 bucks. For the common person out there, they get a $200 speeding ticket, plus they get points on their license, plus their insurance goes up. Their fucking day is ruined, and now they don't have the money to pay for the insurance. They're very it's upset. It's a law, though. It is a law. It is a law. It's a law. So, no doubt. I broke a law. No doubt. Yeah. But you have the ability to pay for it. No questions asked. But I, I, I also you got tickets when I was broke to you assuming okay. that I've been rich my entire life. I'm not, but you've been rich for a good 20 years now? Not 20 years. 20 years ago, I was 22 years old. I was broke. No, I started making... Okay. 15 years. 15 years. Where are you going here? You're going, about to say that you shouldn't saying. give a ticket to someone who doesn't that's have the ability to I'm pay? Saying. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, A, number one, most interactions are with within someone getting pulled over. So not only is it the most dangerous, but... I assume the majority of interactions are here's your ticket, keep it moving. But if there's 10 million people getting pulled yeah, over but, every year, but also, but obviously also, it's going to be very but also high uh, propensity 90, to violence. 90% yes. of interactions cops have with people are those that broke the law. I broke a law. So yes. everybody that they're dealing, they're getting a call to go to someone's house yes. because of domestic violence. They're getting a call to go to someone's house because somebody you know, rob them. They're getting a call to go because mm -hmm. it was an accident. Totally with Everything you on that. is so imagine your entire life is you're calling to go to deal with someone that broke the law. What a wonderful way to start your day. Horrible. There Sucks. you go. But what yeah. I, back to my initial point. Yeah. There's a big difference in going to a, someone's house because of a murder or domestic violence versus hey man, you were going uh fifty and a thirty five. It's like, all right, cool, I'll take the ticket. But like don't add insult to injury and be like, 
you don't need to be treated like a criminal let because you're Let me flip the, let, flip the conversation on you about cops, okay? My sister can totally remember a couple of these stories. I'm not going to tell you a couple of them because they're pretty bad. I can't stand bad cops, mm -hmm. and I call them out ASAP. There's witnesses. One time we're going down to Newport Beach. I was giving a talk uh, uh, at uh, Balboa Club, and I was going my expedition. 22 years old. This is at the peak of my temper, and I'm not, you know, I only got 10 grand on a bank. Saved up my money from working at Bally's, and I'm using all that money to grow my business, which is not going well. Now I'm driving down. Cop pulls me over, and he comes from the other side, okay? And he comes with a gun, yeah, pointed at the car. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? So he comes to the side with his gun in his hand. I said, what the hell are you doing? 405 Freeway right off the Venice exit. You know where the Venice exit is right off the 405 Freeway. Yep, yeah, exactly. I said, what are you doing? I said, can I ask you what you're doing? Well, there's been reports of a stolen car. I said, so what the hell do you have a gun in your hand? I said, you see six people in this car with a suit on. So how long have you been a cop? None of your business. How long have you been a cop? How long have you been a cop? He wouldn't answer that question for me. Mm -hmm. I said, how long have you been a cop? So finally, what do I do? I go show up to court. You know what he gave me a ticket for? No joke. I'm actually not joking here. Going 71 on a freeway that was 65. I got a ticket going 71 on 65. Well, you broke the law, Pat. But I broke the law, so I yeah. went to court. Yeah. And I specifically wanted to know how long that guy had been a cop. You know how long he had been a cop? 90 days. Yeah. He was a baby cop, okay? Mm -hmm. Walking out with a gun on. The hell are you doing walking out with a gun on? Can you imagine if you do Tough that? Guy. Yeah, what are you doing? You So there are those cops mm -hmm. that use their badge and their gun as a method of a weapon that are more powerful than you. I cannot stand that at the highest level. Mm-hmm but that's less than 1%. I agree. Okay, less than 1%. For me to put that onus on the other 99% mm -hmm. who are trying to do their best, I'm not going to do based on 1%. I'm with you, on that. you never use exception to say the entire community is there because of 1%. Not going to happen. So anyways, uh, there's two sides to the story. It is what it is. Let's go to the next one. This has to do with a boss. So apparently what's coming out here is the following. Your boss really, really thinks you should get vaccinated. For U.S. businesses that have uh, WFH since March, that have been WFH since March, working from home. The recent positive developments around vaccine trials landed as an opportunity to get the gang back to get employers could simply ask all of their employees to get vaccinated, return to the office, and to Zoom 40 minutes off the uh, cut off forever. But can employers legally require their workers to get vaccines? Short answer, yes. There are exceptions for people with disabilities or those with sincerely held religious beliefs against vaccination. Labor and employment attorney Michael Roach told Business Insider that the safest legal tack is for companies to strongly encourage employees to get vaccinated. If an employer did require vaccination, it might mean assuming liability for any nasty side effects. Instead, Labor and Employment Law Jay Rosenlieb advises companies to let workers get their shots on company time Make sure everyone knows senior leadership got poked. And if the company has a union, ask its leaders to encourage vaccination. The same is for kids in schools. With the Schools can tell their kids to get vaccinated. So let me get this straight. This, by the way, this is a slippery slope right yeah. here, man. Let me tell you. So, so a boss, an employer can tell their employees, you have to get vaccinated or else. Or else what, though? Or else anything. It's yes, you can't work from office. Because I'm or seeing else, a couple different things here. Or else you can't come here. So that's the slippery slope. Slippery yeah. slope. You know, can you imagine a boss telling you better get vaccinated or else you, you can't come it's to work? Weird conversation. Well, let me ask yeah. you a question here. Can my kid's school say your kids better get vaccinated or, or else they can't come to I school? I believe that's a thing, right? They yeah. can say yeah. that. 
Mm-hmm. They've been doing that for a while. That's mm-hmm. why people are leaving California. Correct. So you mean to tell me, you and they say, well, you know, he doesn't have to take the vaccine. He just doesn't have to come to the school. Well, what school gets grants that doesn't mm-hmm. c- want their kids to get vaccinated? What school gets kids to go to their school if the principal says, we don't require vaccinations? So schools are sitting there saying, which audiences they're bigger of? There's a bigger audience of parents that expect their kids to get what? Vaccinated. vaccinated mm-hmm. than parents that are not getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We have to bank on people that want to get vaccinated. So I brought this up to Jen the other day because my two kids' class got canceled because one of their, something happened, you know. So the kids' class got canceled. Okay. They're worried, okay, because high school first got canceled, the next grade got canceled, so the teachers are not showing up, et cetera, et cetera. All this stuff going on. Then I said, Jen, what are you going to do if they say the kids got to get vaccinated or else they can't go to school? She says, well, I, I, they can't do that. I said, why can't they do that? She looked it up says, you know what? They can actually do that. So what if they do do that? What's our position if they do that? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? You got, you got two kids. You know, what, do you, what are your thoughts about employer or school being able to force your kids to get vaccinated? I think this is, um, there's a couple sides on this, and they all lead to really strong opinions and arguments. On one hand, you've got an employer that's that, so you have all these people over here that don't want to get sick, and they're telling the employer, say, hey, you know, these people need to get vaccinated, and because I don't want to be exposed to something, you know, I'm going to get vaccinated, I don't want to be sick, but I don't, but remember, vaccinations are not 100%. You can still get the flu. Flu goes around your office. You're like, I got the flu. I can't believe I got the flu. And I actually got a flu shot. And all these knuckleheads, you know, kind of tough it out, came to work, and they gave me the flu. Well, vaccination is the same way. It's not 100%. So people are not going to want it. Now, let's let's lift it up. It's not the flu. It's COVID that some percent of people that get COVID, and we all know the list, pre, pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, and things like this. And you could get really sick or worse. So now people are going to say, well, if my boss and my company doesn't force other people to get vaccinated, you know what I'm going to do? And I get sick, I'm going to sue my, because you created an unsafe work environment. So you have you have that whole vector there. And so I think this becomes a really crazy slippery slope, you know, for, for on, on all sides of it. You have people say you're, you're infringing on my civil liberties. You're How do you feel about it? Me? Um, I don't want to be anybody's lab rat, and I think the vaccines right now, you know, are being rushed. I'd like to see, you know, the long-term efficacy. You know, you have medications that take a long time for the FDA to approve. Uh, and They're going through the process right now, by the way. The yeah, FDA but they're going approval. through the pr- process. How, how are you able to really determine long-term efficacy or long-term side effects? And, you know, we, we all know... Look, let's look between the lines, right? You you go and you take a look at, um, what's a great example? Ah, the company that brought us OxyContin. Turns out they had monstrous insurance and they had monstrous war chest and they knew they were going to pay off a percent of people that get addicted and die. They Purdue. knew. Yep, exactly. You know yeah, what I'm talking Purdue about. Pharma, yeah. So they're like, they rushed it because there was billions of dollars of profit to be made. And then there was also a war chest and insurance to cover the percent. And so you can't trust, you know, a corporate entity, right? And I'm conservative, but it, you, you got to be really careful about rushing things like medications. So I don't want to be anybody's lab rat. I don't want it to be rushed. 
I mean, the, the the question here is when you have kids, right? Again, I don't I don't have kids right now, so I don't necessarily have this going on in my mind. But to be clear, do you, are you are your kids vaccinated or no? For the co for COVID, no, not not COVID, but for, the, all the other stuff. Not yeah, COVID. I'm not talking about COVID. Point, yes. Up in this point, yes, but okay. uh, and and your kids' time? positions have mm-hmm. slightly changed. This is on what I'm asking. Things. Have your yes. kids been vaccinated? Yeah, measles, standard, re- all measles that st- rubella, rubella, smallpox, standard stuff. Okay, so you, you're you an advocate of that. Mm-hmm. And I daily try to vaccinate them against stupidity. <laughs> On the regular, yeah. Uh, I, I missed that vaccination. Sorry, guys. Um, but you said your point Some is, things don't need to be said, you know? Yeah, I know. The, um, the, uh, the point that you were going with is that your point, your, your stance has changed a little bit regarding vaccines. You I'm, have no idea. I don't want this, you this have podcast no to get taken I, down right you now. You have no but idea. But what's the deal with the vaccination? Let me your tell mind? you, yeah. you have no idea. You know what, what concerns me is when you can't talk about a topic without mm-hmm. people getting uncomfortable. The other day I had, I had a guest on, Dr. Stephen Gundry, who's a number one cardiologist, you know, 10,000 heart surgeries he's done in his life. And at the end, I talk about vaccine. Mm-hmm. You could tell he's uncomfortable. Right. You just have to go to the last 10 minutes and watch. I'm sitting, I'm like, wow, man, I feel bad. Why is he uncomfortable? So, well, you know, vaccines, you have to do this and you have to do it. So he said all the po- politically correct questions until I asked, you got grandkids? Yes. Are you asking your granddaughter and your grandkids to, your, your daughter to get your grandkids uh, vaccinated? Nope. Why not? Hmm. So, so, so you understand the yeah. positioning. So on one end, you got to trust all this other stuff. But when it comes down to your family... It's no. Here's my problem. My problem is force. And what I mean by my problem is force is what Tom just said right there. You have to realize division is created this way. What's mm-hmm. division? In a company where a group of people said, you're not being responsible to get everybody vaccinated. And another group that says what? I don't want to get vaccinated. How do you win there? You don't win. You lose. Right. Mm-hmm. There is no winning there, by the way, just so you know that. Right. There is Somebody is going to lose. Right. And you know who loses 100% of the time? The employer loses. Right. The employer doesn't win because the employer is going to be end up the enemy towards a group rather than saying you have a choice. Right. So now you want to flip it and say employer can say everybody's got to get vaccinated and school's going to say you have to go get the COVID vaccine. I don't know about that. So what's next? So, so this then becomes, you know, the whole conversation about, uh, uh, I think, uh, um, uh, what's his name was talking about, uh, Bill Gates was talking about that eventually we're going to get to a point to have chips and all this other stuff. Like I'm, I'm buying a cat right now from uh, Russia, okay? That's going to be shipped out here. I'm buying, buying a cat? cat? Yeah, I'm, You're I'm, getting a cat? I'm looking at it right now. So my dad is the only one that doesn't want I a like cat, this. but I'm looking at a cat. I like where right you're going okay? with this. So we're going back and forth with the person. Someone's going to go pick it up and deliver it to me, this cat. And they said, oh, we have to do everything for the cat. What's that? The shots, this, this, and the chip. I said, what chip? So yeah, the chip. No, yeah, What's to the, put chip? the chip in there? Yeah. To put mm-hmm. the chip in there. Well, the chips are getting started with animals. Who's after animals? After the chips get tested, then the chips can go potentially in human beings. Why would you not have a test? Why? Why wouldn't you have a chip? Why wouldn't you? Would you agree to have a chip right on your body? Would you today agree to have a chip I'm, in your I'm body? I'm good on the chip. Would you agree to have a chip in your body today? No. In ten years, you're gonna say yes. You think so? Oh, because if they say, what is the difference between a chip and a vaccine? Mm. If an employer says to you, no, what's your choice? If the school says your kids, they don't have to have the chip. What do you say? Actually, what do you say? So then we're going back to a society where you're being forced to do what the government is telling you to do or else. And that or else is what I have a problem with. Well, I know there's a lot of people in this yeah, country. That, I, there's a lot of people in this country who won't even wear a freaking mask 
much less a vaccination or a chip. I don't. I don't. So, I don't blame them. Okay. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Can you force everybody to wear a condom to have safe sex? No, you can't. No, you can't. What's the force difference? Force is a different question. Can you but, force people to wear but, a mask? And and this is no. This, this goes back to the initial but, topic but, of this. But here's the other part. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole restaurants. You can't come to the restaurants if you're not wearing a mask and all that other stuff. Yeah. The, the reality is the restaurant also has the choice to say that. Of course. The business owner. But if a hundred percent of people now have to say that, what restaurants do you have to go to? Think about it. So if every school is forced to say Mm -hmm. your kids cannot come here because of vaccination, where do you take your kids? You only have one option. What homeschool? It's the only option you leave. That's it. And that's not that's not an easy option for people. And they know that. No. They know it's not an easy option. So uh uh, I don't know, I'm not comfortable with it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not comfortable with the force. Just to read initially what you wrote. You know, not what you wrote, what you read, what Kai yeah. actually wrote up. There's, this, you know, words are very powerful. So they say, can employers legally require their workers to, vac- to get vaccinated? Short answer, yes. And then as you go down, they say words like strongly encourage, encourage vaccination could be a liability. So mm-hmm. it's just, is it, is it, is it recommended? Is it encouraged? Is it required? Mm-hmm. What is yeah, it? I don't know. What is it? Yeah, if schools schools can schools will say if your kids don't have the all the vaccines, they can't go to the school. So last question with this yeah. quote unquote all the vaccines. I've heard there's like seventy two vaccines. Whatever or the like vaccines that. they want you to take. What's the number? Because I heard seventy two is the vaccine. Okay, 72. so the seventy two virgins. Yeah. If you uh, seventy two vaccines. Yeah. But I've heard some people say, look, I wouldn't do all seventy two. I would do, you know. 10 of them, 20 of them. Yeah. I'll give you some. Okay. Yeah, but, I won't do all of them. But the question is Because you used to only have to do like six back the in the day, something like that. The question is, what do you have to do to allow your kids to go to school with their friends? What is the state guideline forcing you to do? And what is happening behind closed doors with this? And are my kids protected? Mm-hmm. And am I protected to choose? And What would Governor is, PBD recommend? I'm not a force. I'm not a fan of force. Okay. I'm not. You know, you, you know, you know, this whole thing was shut down. Do you know this whole thing was shut down in Jer- mm-hmm. Jersey? They're shutting down schools. Do you know how many kids under the age of 18 have died in Jersey? How point, many? 0.001. No, no, no. Actually, yeah. give me the number. How many kids in Jersey have died under 18? under the age of 18? I'm guessing under 10. How, what do you think the number is? I am going to think it's a really low number. You know, how, what's the lowest number? That's what it is. What's the lowest One, number? Zero. zero. Okay. No kid under the age of 18 has died from COVID. In New Jersey. In New Jersey. Okay. In yeah. California, what's the population? 40 million. How many kids under the age of 18 have died in the state of California from COVID? Again, I'm going under 20. What, what do you think the number is? I, I'm going to... Two! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two kids died that, under the age of young people. 18. Yeah. You're shutting yeah. down schools? Right. What the hell are we talking about here? <laughs> how, how many kids died last year from their parents driving them to school? A lot more than it's two. It's more than yeah. two. Yeah. Are we going to yeah. shut down freeways? No. How mm-hmm. many kids died last year because of pool? Dra- How many times? You heard yeah. what Mike well, Ridland said last year, last yeah, week. How many? So Jersey, sh- so you're shutting down because of zero kids under the age of 18? You're shutting down because of two under the age of 18, California? What the mm-hmm. hell are we doing? What, what, what are we talking about here? Right. And they're coming out with all these things. Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, the numbers are worse. Oh, the numbers are worse. Yeah. W- what Tom just said right now about vaccine is FDA approved. We don't know long term what the ramifications are about this vaccine. We don't know how long is right. the FDA going to take. We don't know the long term effects of these kids being forced to stay home with pissed off parents trying to do their job and screaming at their kids. We don't know. Most yeah. people don't have the options. Would Most you take the don't. vaccine now? The COVID vaccine? Absolutely not. You would not? No. 
Would you, Tom? No. Right now? Nope. No. I'm not your lab rat. <laughs> what the CDC came out and said recently, I, I, I'm not sure if it was 40 or 50%. I think it was like 40% of all deaths because of COVID. Deaths, however you want to define deaths, yeah. have been in nursing homes or old age communities. This, this clearly kills L listen, older. I, I wish we had more time. We have yeah. two minutes until I get on the conference call. Look, yesterday CNN came out and they did a report under Jake Tapper talking about the fact, oh, we finally found out that the data that China offered was wrong mm -hmm. and they had more cases and their delays. You, you have to listen to this talk by Jake Tapper and he can't even hold himself. He's so uncomfortable. They finally show data that China, we're not going to show the video. You just got to yeah. go watch it. We'll put the links below. They finally show data that it's China's fault and they should have told the rest of the world. And he, that guy right there, the doctor right there says, if they would have told the rest of the world, many lives could have been saved. Oh, now you want to say it. Who debated that it now was, you that was say China's it. fault? The, the, who debated? What are you talking about? We've, who debated? we've always understood that it's China's uh, fault. Wait, no, uh, no, 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 no. The American oh, media went, me? went the American oh, media was the, out by of the way, its that's head. The kind of, that's the kind of stuff when you Trump say. said it what was China virus. What do you mean? What do you mean? This is the first time CNN is reporting it's China's fault. What do you mean? What I do you thought mean? it was pretty clear that it was China's fault. When's the last time you saw CNN saying it's China's fault? I don't know. I don't watch CNN. I'm not a liberal leftist. What is this yeah, crap? That, exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm just kidding, by the, the way. When did you get vaccinated? I, I'm not. I'm, not I, I, I'm pretty sure that, it's, that we've been blaming the, the Wuhan flu on China for months now. Who no? has been, though? Nobody's been. When except Trump one called side. it the China flu, the you American had the, media you had the was the lady out on right minds. here that said that it was... That China developed who? this in a, la in a lab. Who? PBD. But who was the lady? Who was a lady? a Chinese virologist. Has she ever been on CNN? Has she ever been on MSNBC? When you go on airports, what do they play? CNN? So what are you saying? What are you saying that wait, conspiracy wait, wait. At is? airports, what do they play? When you go to hotels, what radio, what TV do they have? What airport news? CNN. Airport CNN. Hotel CNN. Everywhere you go at CNN. It's not a Fox News so game. So what has CNN been saying, to be clear? I know Nothing. They finally said it's China's fault. Finally saying so, it's China's fault. But whose fault were they blaming it on? They were just playing dumb? The, Trump's administration. Trump's handling. The way he handled it. The way uh, World Health Organization came out and finally said it's a pandemic after Trump shut down China. You, you realize when you're talking about all this data, even right. Trump's sitting there saying, you haven't even told us it's a pandemic. Now you want to categorically say it? Mm -hmm. And he shuts down before and then Pelosi goes to China, uh, uh, with Chinatown and says, oh, these are good people. What the hell are you talking about? It's, the, it's this kind of stuff of propaganda that gets the 80 million people, people to Correct. say, hey, yes, this is right. All I'm trying to say is the 80 million and the 75 million need to take 30 million from each side and create a third damn party. I would love that. Take 30 from the 80, take 30 from the 74. We need a third party. We need a candidate that people would stand up to. Though. Yeah, we do need a candidate. Anyways, we can get on uh, along with this. I wish we had more time. We had a Zoom to get on. Tom, this was a blast uh, having you on on the podcast. This is more focused because last time it was a lot more of us. It's just me, uh, Shout you, Shout out and to Adam. the BizDoc showing up. Thank Bring you so much, Adam. Shout out to the BizDoc. And, and by the way, I've been, I've been telling Tom, uh, uh, Tom's itching uh, case studies. Tom's itching case studies. Tom's really itching some case studies. If you want to see Tom shoot a couple case studies, why don't you push that subscribe button if you want to see Tom start doing some of his case studies. And he's got some up his sleeves. He pitched us like five, six of them yesterday indirectly. I, you're a good sales guy. You went to IBM sales training. I'm not a fool. You pitched six or seven case studies yesterday, and they were I very attractive. I number one in my class in <laughs> yeah, IBM yeah, sales yeah, training. Yes, you dude. did. So I know you did. I've heard this story. We've traveled many times. Okay. Not a hey, story. Uh, it's a lot of truth, topics. Baby. Adam, phenomenal stuff here. This was great Thank dialogue. You, Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank you. you. Uh, push that subscribe button.
And uh, I believe we're doing it again next Thursday. Are we doing it next Thursday? Same time. We're going to do it again this Thursday. This Thursday, 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 same time. We'll see you there. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.